This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to an emergency podcast, uh, in spite of the fact that that emergency broadcast did not play. We got a lot of moving parts here, guys. We've been, we've been at this for a long time. Everybody here, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, please, if you haven't already, like, subscribe. Uh, we have subscriber chat only on, so if you want to be a part of the conversation, you're going to have to hit that sub button and hop right in that chat. We'll be paying attention the entire time. Before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to a uh, sponsor of today's show, which is Faded Spade. They have a new card out, 3.0. This is going to be, uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Faded Spade. Their brand new world-class 3.0 playing cards are now available, and all viewers can use only friends for 15% off their order at FadedSpade.com while supplies last this month. Thank you guys so much over there. We appreciate it. Let's get into the shits. Yeah. So, some things went down last night on Hustler Live. I don't know what the fuck happened last night. Why are we always talking about Hustler Live, man? These guys, they are doing it. They're doing it. I'm joined today by my council of, uh, I, don't, I don't know what we are at this point. We're sleuths. We're, we're, we're lawyers. We're the Island of Misfit Toys. We are the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> Young Landon Tice holding it down. I'm glad to I see know. you made it back, young man. We had him on scene yesterday in the middle of the action so he could get all the details from Hustler Live Casino for us. No, did you? We did. No, uh, did I? Guapa, uh-huh. you got that for us? One more time. The, the, the on-scene reporting from Landon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Oh, you came what back with such, such good stories. I mean, I thought that you were there ready to capture it all for the, uh, for the audience. Mm. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to really go out there, do the Lord's work, you know. Uh, go out there, report for the people, do the thing. Well, that joke's dead. Uh, we're also joined by Christian. Not quite. Okay. Not quite. Okay. So there he is. Sorry, guys. He, he, this is, uh, we're putting it all together. He also couldn't believe what was going on. <laughs> same face. Same face. Chin uh, actually decided to join us from uh, whatever dungeon it is he's digging out of today. I, it's incredible that you're able to use that same background over and over again. Nobody notices, man. Somebody called us the Council of Bluffs. I like oh, that. I like that. Except that means like a mountain range of some sort. Or, or bluffs. Council like ro- of Bluffs? Yeah, bluffs are like rolling hills. What the? No, bl- shut up. Bluffs <laughs> are bluffs. Like, I understand. What a bluff is. It's dual Council meaning. Council of Bluffs. This, All isn't right. some th- this isn't some thesaurus fucking bluff. Okay? Look, bro, I'm out like, here to educate. I'm out here to humanize. You know, yeah. we're, we're no, trying to keep it Council of Bluffs. We Fine. understand what that means. Finally, Eight, seven of clubs is a finally bluff. our, right. our, our hood <laughs> lawyer, uh, Conrad, he is here doing all the investigative journalism necessary. He's impartial, obviously. Yeah. yeah I mean, no I, opinions. I, I don't know what the fuck is going he on. He didn't honestly. spend all of pre-production telling us that uh, we're stringing people up by their toes today. All right. <laughs> let's get into the shits. I have 90 minutes before I have a flight to catch. So we are going to blow through this. Um, 
Yesterday was wild, man. Uh, yeah. One of the craziest hands I've seen go down in my entire poker career. And I have to tell you, I really, truly, at this point in time, after having done all this digging, don't know what to make of it. Um, to give you guys a little bit of a setup of what happened, uh, a new player, Robbie Liu, is on the scene. She's played Hustler three times now, or maybe only two. This is the third time. She played Max Payne Monday, uh, and now the big game twice. Uh, she She's in the mix. Uh, I don't know her at all otherwise. Uh, it seems like, based off of her Hennen mob, she has uh, about 100k in lifetime earnings, uh, with 20k being her biggest score. It looks like, you know, she found an opportunity to jump into the highest stakes. Uh, her background is, I believe she said yesterday on Ingram's podcast, she was in pharmacology in some, some sort of way, uh, and biotech, perhaps. Uh, I know that she had mentioned being business partners later on in the show with uh, Rip, who they're trying to make some uh, marijuana toothpaste. I believe yeah, that I she said that. Yeah. it's a cannabis toothpaste. Yeah, uh, she is married to a former actor who is on uh, an episode of Punked in 2003. Charles Liu uh, wasn't able to find too much on either of them. He was a chess expert with the international title by age 12. That, that was about all I could find. The only reason that's relevant is because you know there's another whole another scandal going on over in that realm. Uh, <laughs> never ends. Never ends. Uh, man, imagine if just like widespread cheating through anal beads is is what's happening right Vato now. Vato is just everywhere. Yeah, rampant Vato. It all started with Possel, and they've just gotten more <clears throat> sophisticated. Yep. Um, so the handed question is at timestamp two hours and five minutes. Uh, we're I'm, I'm just going to set the hand up real quickly right now. Guapo, let my uh, mic on for the first minute or so. We're, we're going to go ahead and watch that hand. Uh, but for anybody who's been living under a rock, effectively, what happened was uh, a hand came to be where I believe it was blind versus blind. Uh, Garrett raised. Uh, Robbie defended Jack 4 off. Already a little bit loose, but, you know, hey, we're in the mix. She's a fun player. Let's get after it. Flop is 10-10-9. Uh, two clubs. Bet, call, she has jack four with the jack clubs. Okay, little little loose, but three to a straight, three to a flush. This isn't suspect at all, to be honest, just yet. Uh, turn is an offsuit three, bringing two hearts now. So it's the three of hearts, ten of hearts, ten of clubs, uh, nine of clubs. Uh, and we find ourselves in a situation where Garrett's now like betting large. She, <laughs> we find ourselves in this situation. Yeah, the, the rest of the hand, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let it speak for itself, assuming we can get this rolling. This first one, there yeah, that go. was like before he won all the tournaments. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and skip ahead like 30 seconds. There we go. Wow, and Robbie's going to call here with Jack 4 with the Jack of Clubs. Turn is a 3, puts back to our hearts down. And this is usually when Garrett will lay the hammer down with combo draws. She's got a, one club and one heart. And wow, look at this. What is she thinking about here? She's going to raise it. Well, we saw her raise Ace King a little bit ago for a min raise. Here she's going to min click. I think he's considering bet three betting and yep. There's the all in. There's the all in. Garrett, like I said, he's just so experienced in bet patterns, bet sizing. He's gonna put a time chip out. 
This is why you shouldn't be hand in hands like this. She doesn't have a three. She calls? You call me with a jack high? You call me with a jack high. <laughs> For once, but it's up to you. Yikes. Oh my god. Let's see the hands. So far, so good. It looks Love like it. you're ahead. What is going on here? For once, but it's up to you. Is it possible that her hand might be misread in the card graphics or something? Because I have a shitty hand. You do? Yikes. No, I just thought he's, I'm, 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 this is a pure bluff catcher. With Jack High? But, but, yeah, I don't, I don't have, I, I, I think he has to be. <laughs> well, go to the river. The river is a nine. That one's you for sure. They're gonna run it twice. I don't think so. She's got a small pair. Yeah, she's three. You give me that much credit? I don't know. She's good with the first one. Let's turn him over. You're not that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> if the cards are correct. What is it called? What a and the river bricks out again. Oh my god. Oh my god. I need I want to see Does she have Jack 4? She has 4 Jack What? Look at it. Whoa, that's, oh look God. at Garrett's face. That is. Yeah, that's some fucking poker right there. That was sick. Wow. That's strong. That was sick. <laughs> oh, shit. That is super, super strange. You can see his reaction. Like, what is, <laughs> what? <laughs> Ma'am? What? <laughs> Very nice to be so You're fucking stupid. <laughs> Jacob, you look like you want to kill me. I'm not Jacob, I'm like, you look like you want to kill me, Jacob. Oh, he wants to vomit. <laughs> I was not in the hand I want to vomit. <laughs> wow. This is. I'm speechless. I mean, I'm speechless. I mean, usually Garrett would be fairly congratulatory if somebody made a hero call like that, but he seems somewhat disturbed here by what just happened. I don't. Call of the year right there. It's literally like the sort of most disturbed look that I've ever seen Garrett give. And obviously the reason why he would be that is how, how can she call? Like maybe he thinks that she she saw his hand somehow or so, I, I don't know. <laughs> the flop goes uh, bet call. The turn goes bet raise shove call. Oh, like what? What do you mean, like like raise? One twenty-eight three. Twenty thousand mini raise. No, before the flop. Before the flop. One twenty-eight three. I don't, I don't understand sort of what's happening Ten. right now. Andy. This is a new club, right? If my jack wasn't a club, I would have been out. What do you mean if your jack wasn't a club? Yeah, blocker. Yeah. You know, you've let me do this to you several times now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening. I'm just testing it. Yeah. 
this doesn't seem super funny to me, honestly. No, like, when you bet that, like, high big stack, why do you go on a high price? I thought you were on ace high. Ace high. Uh-huh, and then, so why call with jack high, then? First of all, a little bit of a straight draw, but I have blockers on there. No, 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 on the turn, though. So you called all in on the turn because... Yeah, because you don't have shit. That's right. She you thinks you can't shit. beat a jack high. It's not about what, what I have. It's, what I was like. it's about what I don't think you have when you play against 50. me. That's it. You didn't think you had jack queen of clubs? 75. You let me do this to you post-stream, too, last time we played. I'm yeah. Like, you're going to keep letting me... Okay, so a lot to unpack there. A lot. Uh, let's let's start around the table, uh, Christian. First and one, foremost, one second on Chin. Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna cut to the young Landon first, then. Yeah. So I, I ran a sim last night, of course, Jack Four. Yeah, saw that. Indifferent in there. Right. It's a mix. <laughs> Hashtag slave to the sim. Thanks uh, for the shout out on the podcast. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Like, I can't confidently say one way or another. All I know is that was wild. That was just a very interesting. What? Wow. Uh, I'm not asking you to define if it's cheating or not. Uh, yeah, just yeah, just yeah, more sure. so, like, what's your visceral reaction to seeing, like, as a professional, if you're in Garrett's shoes and you see that hand go down, like, what, what is your immediate response? I think my immediate response in the moment would just be a lot of shock, like, silence, and almost just like, all right, uh, okay. Sure. And <laughs> that's kind of it. Like, <laughs> what else can you do? What can you do? Like, I definitely wouldn't like, like get up or make a scene. You know, I'm not, I'm not a scene maker by any means necessary, but I would be, I would be speechless, really. Jen, what you got for us? Fuck. <clears throat> so as a reaction for Garrett? Just, just in general, like watching that clip, uh, you know, kind of walk me through your thoughts. Yeah, I think after... After he gets called right, and sees the hand, like it's pretty obvious that he feels like immediately like he got cheated. Not only that, like, you know, Garrett plays LA games private for a long time. And I'm sure that there's been occasions like this in his career. So this is like something that he immediately felt like, oh, I've seen this before. And he's like super uncomfortable and doesn't want to say it, you know, on camera. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, in Garrett's perspective, he immediately thought he got cheated. Uh, me looking at it, I initially felt like, yeah, this is like pretty, pretty obvious, but you know, we'll get into, you know, our, our thoughts later, I guess. Conrad. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't really know what the fuck to say right now. I have no idea what the fuck I watched last night. And like, I think I spent more time watching like the reactions and stuff of like body language and like just what's going on sure. than anything and i still don't know what the fuck is going on like in a genuine sense what can you do how like how would you react well i don't i don't want to get into that just I, yet that, i think garrett actually acted like um a professional a very true professional and like he was about to lose his shit yeah like there was like you could tell like he's just like about to snap and he's like what the fuck just happened yeah 
I mean, yeah. Garrett tries to pace himself, right? Like Garrett, like you see him at the end, like very uncomfortable, like going with his hand like this, like really trying not to like, just like flip the table. Yeah. Like he's very, he's very like, he's uncomfortable trying to like grab get himself together. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, there's a lot here. There's a lot going on here. My takeaway uh, from when I watched that in real time. Now, to be fair, shout out to everybody in our Discord channel. Uh, they gave me like a two-hour heads up on this. So uh, information was like privately leaking, and I was just <laughs> watching in anticipation, couldn't wait. Uh, as, as the hand actually finally did play out, uh, what I noticed was, at least in my opinion as an observer, uh, this hand does not pass the sniff test from a professional standpoint, but... I thought both parties acted incredibly authentically. So this is, this is what I'm kind of struggling to parse, is that Robbie, in my opinion, acted fully along the lines of what I've personally seen, having coached a lot of amateurs, having coached specifically a lot of amateur women who are playing in male-dominated games and oftentimes higher stakes. There's this air of like... I feel bullied and I'm going to stand up for myself. This attitude that kind of like, like there have been a lot of students that have come through the academy where I have to spend time with them separately on the side saying like, listen, I understand what you're saying. You feel that you're being played differently because you're a woman. You feel you're viewed differently, et cetera, et cetera. But this, mind, this mindset you're taking creates an emotional response, not a rational one, right? And the ultimate outcome then is you do irrational things. And we've seen it consistently in our gameplay where someone just loses their mind over some emotional, irrational action uh, that you know kind of leaves them no way out. And there's no way to explain it away. So when he starts grilling her afterwards and the word salad just comes off, I, I don't necessarily think that that's some sort of indication of guilt. I'm not saying it makes her innocent. But it's, uh, it, it's just like, you know, have you ever done something stupid and got caught? Yeah, of course. That's kind of what it felt like to me watching in real time, right? Yeah. Like she was utterly embarrassed and masked it with arrogance. Masked it. M-A-S-K-E-D. Masked it. Masked it. it. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, it was, it's tough when in the moment, I'm sure, getting uh, that kind of treatment where it's like, so you thought I had ace high, but you called with jack high. And then it's like... The hmm. needles were... I mean, she was like... That, that's why I'm saying she, she kind of covered it with arrogance because yeah. her defense now, whenever he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I feel like I was just cheated. Her defense is to jump to a, a bunch of like irrational buzzwords. I had a blocker. Uh, it's not about what you have, or it's not about what I have. It's about what you have. I played the man, not the cards. It's like, none of this matters when everybody's all in. Right. It's only about the cards when everybody is all in, right? Oh. So, uh, I, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, and I want to, I want to start to frame this argument early because uh, we're going to, we're, we're not going to jump to any conclusions, but we want to frame out both sides as, as we, as we get through this, right? Uh, one of two things has to be true here. So we as a community, Garrett, Robbie, everybody involved has to accept one of two things. Either she's cheating or she is so amateurish that, uh, you know, she, she's not quite 
I, I'm using my words yeah, carefully, but absolutely. like she she isn't she isn't qualified to be in a game this large, basically. Uh, from from a from a strategy standpoint, from a knowledge of the game standpoint, like basically we're saying like either she's cheating or she's at a fundamental level of poker where it's so amateur that uh, the what beats what hasn't really necessarily clicked. And I don't mean that in a in a uh, reductive way. No, I don't mean that she doesn't know that ace high beats king high or ace high beats jack high, but more so that when she's thinking about her decision making process, it's still binary to value or bluff. Mm-hmm. And when she arrives at bluff, she forgets about the fact that her hand is losing to bluffs. Yeah. Some like, of them, at least, for he sure. He could just have queen jack of hearts. Yeah. Right? Turn back door, straight flush draw, like, let's fucking grip it and rip it type yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, if that happens, and that's the other thing I kind of want to set up before uh, we get into the events that unfold thereafter. What are we doing right now as a community if he just scoops? Just wins both boards. I mean, I'm sure this would come out, but just a little bit slower. I would think that people would definitely like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and I'm not sure if somebody would frame it as cheating. Right. Like, it would just take Bro. one point. <laughs> what, it's what? Just a, if, he wins both, if he wins both boards, it's just another day in Garrett's world. <laughs> like, right. Like, right. Right. Who runs better than the, the G-Man, right? It's just like, oh. Yep, had a bunch of equity, got there twice. You know, it's just another Wednesday. I think that that's a really important thing to, to shine a light on, though. Be, not, not because I'm saying that we're overreacting to the spot. I think that we are reacting to something that is clearly foreign in an environment that could possibly be cheated. But I think it's very critical to understand that had he scooped, we would give her a lot more benefit of the doubt of just being an amateur. That's true. Right? So what I want to bring this back to is some middle ground where uh, we aren't, as the angry mob, coming out with pitchforks saying, I'm 100% confident he is in the wrong or I'm 100% confident that she cheated. If you have a high degree of confidence either way right now, uh, I think that you are probably not going to be an objective observer that could actually... Uh, be helpful in coming to conclusions because this isn't the possible scenario, right? This isn't uh, Veronica sending us 12 examples of where somebody had potentially cheated a bunch of experts looking at those examples and saying like, okay, well with no greater context, this doesn't look all that sus to me. Right. Yeah. No, this is 20,000 people watching. Right. And like one making- solo hand where a professional that we all hold in very high regard said this, this is fucked. And I'm not happy about it, right? Yeah. So, of course, like, we're divided. The, the, this is... And the, I, I want to get control of this narrative because it's a very important thing and it can serve as a huge distraction, right? Two things are occurring here. One is there's a big chunk of the community that's deferring to Garrett, who is the consummate pro and handles himself in the utmost uh, professional manner, right? He's yeah. not one to jump to conclusions publicly. He's yeah. not one to uh, go over the top in situations that uh you know feel a little bit close he's not even one to get upset about hand, losing hands correct so like we are all taking note of his reaction right and his statements and everything else and we're saying like okay this is cause for alarm and then there's this other narrative that's forming where it's uh a, an, a new player in a high stakes environment it's a female in a male dominated environment it's a scenario where Yes, it doesn't pass the sniff test, but is it that far removed from uh, an amateur's thought process, right? 
And since we can't conclusively arrive at any of those conclusions, what we're overlooking now is that there is a, a bit of a power dynamic here, right? Mm -hmm. Not even just because it's male-female. That exists also. But if she was just uh, any amateur and Garrett authoritatively accused that person of cheating, there's still a massive power influx here, right? Like Garrett just holds a lot of weight in these situations because he's earned it. Yeah. And we, we have to pay attention to that. We have to take note of it. But we can't dismiss Robbie's experience also. Yeah, no, I think this is absolutely unfair to Robbie if like this is not cheating. That's the biggest thing I like, want to hit on. This is fucked. That's the biggest thing I want to hit on. We cannot say with certainty that she is cheating. Yeah. And that means that there are iterations to this outcome where she's innocent yep. and is being like, uh, basically being uh, a part of a witch hunt, right? Yeah. So I want to be very mindful of both parties because uh, if I were in Garrett's shoes, I, even if <laughs> even if just like worst case scenario was I wasn't trying to put this woman on trial, yeah. but I just feel wronged. Yep. You're going to see emotion out of me. You're going to see reaction. So it's like, I don't think anything that he did, uh, at least at first glance, is out of line. Nope. I don't think anything that she's done, at least at first blush, is out of line. Mm -hmm. We are just kind of here as the public to let this play out in front of everybody and start to, to, to find as much evidence as we possibly can, I think. Yeah, yeah this is... This is like the first time in 20 years that Garrett's made a statement like this in any regard. Yeah. So it holds so much weight. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think so. I also want to touch on like the, the rip thing. Like yeah. On how he act, acted afterwards. And like, um, I don't think that's actually like um, damning or anything. Like the, if this is her, his friend and... Well, so, I mean, so I'll set that up because we'll, th there's a lot more to unpack there yeah. than just them being friends. Uh, so the events as they unfold thereafter. Uh, actually, sorry, Chin, did you have anything to close on before we move on to the... Yeah, so uh, yesterday I was watching the, the Joey uh, stream and then someone in the comments and then Joey repeated this on air was like, oh yeah, like she played a wild hand against Christian Soto uh, and then she like berated him after. And I was like, oh shit, that's true, that happened. I remember like me trying to bluff her uh, during the series and she made like a wild call and then like I had no more chips and then like I was just like, okay, good game. And then she like went off and said like, you know, if you would have called, you would still have 5,000 in chips. And I'm just like, what? Like, she just said that to me? Like, uh, like because I had, like, a pure bluff. There was no way I could call. But then I tried to, like, re-bluff her. That was a bad idea. Uh, and then she, like, like berated me pretty hard. And I just, like, you know, tapped the table twice, uh, you know, and just, you know, smiled and, and left. But, like, everyone at the table was like, holy shit, that was really cold for you to say. So now I started to think, like, oh, wow, like, she does make, like, pretty insane calls and then, like, berates the person which is similar to what happened for to, to garrett except mine was a 1500 and garrett was 150,000. so yeah it yeah. seems pretty tough uh when it comes to the anecdotes right matt yeah what are your thoughts in the sense of like some people playing with her over the summer having different experiences when it comes to playing mtts or playing high stakes cash we, we need more we need more explicit data i think right, right? like we right. can't just go off of her words and her mannerisms uh that that's way too circumstantial and it's not that we can't use circumstantial evidence but it needs to be tied to something concrete right and the only concrete thing we have here is this one isolated hand so, I, i'm gonna disagree massive because uh, uh, understanding a player profile here is important like if a lot of people are telling you that she plays this certain style of poker and this certain style of poker now repeats itself and it's a wild style 
and she happens to win, that has to have some sort of credence into the argument. Multiple people says this is how she plays, then you have to kind of like that, Cre that holds some weight. Yeah, but credence which way? Because I can't make it the conclusion one way or the other. Like I hear that and to me that like leans me more towards innocence, not guilt. But then additionally, like if you're coupling that with the fact that like maybe she never loses, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Like it, I understand. I'm just they're saying, data I'm just points saying. to bring in, but they need to be tied to more concrete things like hands like this. Right? So the more examples that you can show me of hands like this, the more that her mannerisms uh, actually have context. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm confused by your argument. If multiple people It's not are an argument. Saying... I'm, not, I'm not making an argument. I'm simply saying that her mannerisms in isolation don't really mean anything to us. It's just noise, right? The signal is the actual hand itself, okay? So the, the, the actual empirical data we have is the hand that was played. It's suspect, clearly, right? Correct. It's suspect. Right. But right. I, look, I'm not defending her or not. I'm just saying that... When other pros are telling us, like, yeah, this is how she plays, and I have had histories with her, that's part of the data that we have to take into account. That's not, like, just nothing. Yeah, I totally agree. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, yeah, she played a hand even against me that was, like, really right. wild. And she right, I agree, but problem. I'm saying that, yeah. that, that that information doesn't lead me to a conclusion one way or another. No, of course not. It's just It's just something that it's, like, it would different right if you're playing in a game that's rigged and someone's playing super tight and always makes like like really tight folds correct correctly whatever and now they just like randomly blow up right and just like win with jack high that would be like way more suspect than having a player that just like yeah uh, agreed agreed like I, I totally yeah. agree with that but even still i think i would be able to explain it away in the sense that it is against garrett and i do think that there's a certain intimidation factor he brings where uh, he makes people uncomfortable to, to a degree of uh, irrationality. And we've seen enough of this, right? Like, it just happens in a more standard way where, like, somebody just goes ape shit with ace high versus him and he has sets, right? Like, we just forgive that because that's commonplace poker and, like, maybe they're the aggressor and he's just trapping or whatever. It's silly whenever somebody with jack high is taking passive action to uh, win a pot versus him, right? That's why I kind of framed it out of like if he scoops or if he has queen jack or something along those lines. We never are uh, accusatory here. I want those. I I want those other alternative universes to exist in this conversation because uh, I don't want to get too bogged down by a bunch of details that uh, are a little bit more noise than signal. Yeah. I, I completely agree. But let me. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Have you guys ever called somebody with jack eye? Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, have you ever called somebody? For jack high for one hundred twenty-five thousand, um, a lot less likely. Okay. Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I actually called somebody with exactly jack four high, with twelve people left in the uh, in a five k Florida where it was like eight hundred thousand up top. How long did you belabor it, and how much did you squirm, and like? How oh, I, I was literally like seven minutes in the tank. Okay. You, there's reactions that you take. That's I've seen playing live from everybody mm -hmm. that's ever called with Jack High, mm -hmm. and it is fucking belaboring. They're making like they're showing but, their but hands. yes, yes, yes. But my my immediate pushback to that is almost everybody that you've ever seen called with Jack High is a professional. So they're actually weighing a lot of mitigating factors that could lead them to a Jack High call. Right. Robbie hates Garrett's it. face. This is a face, okay? Let's let's be abundantly clear. Like this is, this is pure uh, yeah, face equity. Sure, yeah. 
I, mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, though. I, I, we, can, we can take note of it. It's true, it's true, man. Like, when it comes to the alternate universe perspective of, let's say, Garrett just has the Queen Jack of Hearts and Scoops, right? This doesn't happen. Right. This doesn't happen. Right. It's just like, oh, like, someone went crazy and made a not a great call with Jack High, got scooped, and Garrett just kind of ran, run, ran good again. Well, there would just right? be no way to accuse her of cheating because she, she would have got it in dead. Yeah. 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 So uh, that, as far as the alternate universe thing, that is actually relevant here. That's a very important detail is that she did not get it in dead when she could have, right? So that, that does sway things back a it little bit. It's not though. very hard to get it in dead with Jack High in right. that spot. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> like he just goes, oh, I have trips actually this time. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move now into the events as they unfold thereafter. So, uh, you know, we kind of saw Garrett's reaction was he was completely dumbfounded uh and uh it was abundantly clear that he was trying to make heads or tails of what he just saw mm -hmm. and not in a trivial way not in a jovial way either uh it was very serious very deadpan robbie seemed felt like like she was being interrogated by his just look alone of course and you could see her getting like visibly uncomfortable which is understandable right like when you are put into a high pressure situation <laughs> like that with a 300k pot being played uh and god uh, this is an aside but i hate that they use all these fucking small chips she had like fifty thousand in hundred dollar chips yeah, when are you bizarre. ever gonna like put out five racks of hundreds get some goddamn big chips on the table it was kind of great for um our sake though oh yeah because it, it belabored it for so long <laughs> but as he's you know staring at her like quizzically uh trying to understand what the fuck is going on here i think the, it, the the social aspect of that is uh, it, it kind of had that feeling of like, oh no, uh, daddy just hit mommy. What do we do? And the whole room goes silent. Like you could hear a pin drop type of thing. Yeah. And I think she felt an urge to break that silence. So she went somewhere from like being shocked herself that she scooped to aggressively dunking on Gary. Yeah, she just started popping shit. Yeah, like, you let me do this to you off stream too, which is a weird remark. Uh, very strange. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if, if internally she felt like she was being accused of cheating just by the look alone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she did feel like she had to jump to her own defense. And that I can understand. Garrett uh, did immediately respond. I don't remember ever playing hands, a hand with you off stream. Right. So that's right. just something to note. So yeah, that is, that is something to note. Uh, she, you know, she just basically kept, she kept framing it as he's been coming after her yeah. and this was her taking a stand. Mm -hmm. uh, she obviously wasn't able to coherently put uh, actual, you know, logic together. It was just a lot of buzzwords. Like I had a blocker not understanding the Jack of Clubs is not really a great blocker. Yeah. Uh, she kept saying, I just knew you had shit. But not really recognizing that she also had shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. She said at one point, like, I put you on ace high. And he said, then why did you call with jack high? Yep. <laughs> and it became this back and forth. Right. It now becomes an interrogation or, or kind of a he said, she said in, in real time. Yeah. Go ahead. There's just so many, there's so many mixed conflicting stories. There's just so, like, the way, like, she spoke about it. Like, even after, like, if you go... 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, after she's spoken to Garrett and does her interview, mm -hmm. she said that she thought she had a three. We watched and saw that she looked at her cards for a very long time. Like, Yeah, I don't want to run the clip back. Everybody's seen it a million times, yeah. but there are multiple instances on the turn. Uh, she does like this weird face scratch thing and makes a comment about it. Like she peeks at her cards around that point. 
she also looks at her cards before going all in. Uh, you know, I know people are saying, like, haven't you ever fake looked at your cards before? Like, these are all professional things. Uh, amateurs, if they're peeling, they're literally peeling. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, very, very unlikely, in my opinion. Like, there, I, I think rather than uh, stating things that we know for sure, I think instead we could start to look at things that we can dismiss, right? And I do think it's pretty practical to dismiss that she actually did not know her hand. Even though that's maybe one of the better explanations for how this hand played out. Uh, there's just a lot of video evidence indicating she probably did know her hand. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It is one of those spots where you can't say anything with certainty as to did, did not do something malicious, but you can definitely take the accounts that happened at face value. Yeah. Right. You could see what happened when it had the whole conversation and things that don't make sense and just be like, okay. This seems out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. what's, what's going on? Like, you can't make a full conclusion or a claim. You don't have proof or anything of that nature. Right. But it's sus. And right. You can start with that. Be like, okay, this is sus. Let's move on. Yeah. But yeah, and I think, watching you. I, I think that point is important because I think there's a lot of people... Uh, you know, even Eric per uh, Person kind of said it on stream and stuff like that. I think there are a lot of people that are trying to celebrate the call and say, like, that was a soul read. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like, if it were a soul read, your immediate response is not, I put you on ace high. Your immediate, like, we can agree that this may have been an emotional reaction to feeling picked on by Garrett. And she just said, fuck you, I'm putting it in. And happened to be right this time. I can get behind that. I cannot get behind this. Uh, I put him on eight high. I put him on seven high and confidently made a jack high call. Yeah. So like, you know, again, trying to separate the signal from the noise. I think we need to drown out a lot of the narratives that are taking place on the outside looking in where A, Robbie soul read him or B, Garrett, um, you know, scummed an amateur to get money back in a situation where, uh, you know, it's it's not that none of these things could be true. It's just that they are drummed up narratives by us as the audience watching, trying to make sense of something that makes absolutely no fucking sense <laughs> to any of us, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, can't be certain. Yeah, no, you just can't be certain. Right. And people always like to take one side or another and then pit each other against themselves, where it's like there's clearly a gradient here and there's no proof yet, so let's just relax and... Assess. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, uh, after the, the kind of stare down and everything else, Garrett steps away from the table for a bit. Uh, the table's obviously buzzing about the hand. There's some conversation. She continues to kind of like back her side of just like, I, I knew he had shit type of stuff. Uh, Andy in the whole time, like goes from like shock to joy to shock again. Uh, <laughs> honestly, as an onlooker, it, this is a really tough spot. This is a tough spot for Garrett. It's a tough spot for onlookers. It, be, yeah. There, there's just nothing... There's nothing concrete at this moment, right? Yeah. Uh, big shout out to everybody giving super chats and all the members out there. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. I do want to chat about Andy for a second because okay, I was ahead. watching the whole thing. Yep. And um, he, he won when the second, let's not count Ivy because he's always in and out or whatever. Yep. But when the second known pro, most respected pro in the game is continuing to play and also saying that there is no way that she cheated. Mm-hmm that holds a lot of weight for for both production as well as the other players in the game that are discussing the situation if 
Andy feels any sort of like this has to stop, the game probably stops if Andy's like, yo, I'm not playing this game anymore. And now yeah. Garrett leaves, Andy leaves. The amateurs, you know, not amateurs, but whatever. The other players are not just going to keep playing with her. Like, yeah, well, they're going to follow the lead of, of, bro, of the other pros. We've played cheated games, man. Uh, you can still have a win rate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that rest, the rest yeah, of that lineup you know was. Yeah, but that rest, the rest of that lineup, man. If like she was literally the only one cheating, would yeah. you still sit? Stop, bro. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't sit. Tell me you wouldn't sit. If you had like, if you had sixty percent confidence that she was cheating, would you sit that lineup? I just fold every hand she's in. Yeah, <laughs> just, just keep the game going. Yeah, uh, uh, there's no way I. W- I mean, ethically, I wouldn't sit. Like, if <laughs> if I had that high of a degree of confidence, I would warn everybody, right? But like, monetarily speaking, of course you're gonna keep that fucking game going if you're Andy. Garrett's gone. <laughs> Ivy's betting baseball. I, Ivy's not even want, yeah, Ivy, want Ivy's betting baseball. Like, we think this girl's cheating. We know how to handle that. There's still five good <laughs> spots in this game. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, just saying. Being I, real. I mean, yeah. I, I think if Andy truly thought that she was cheating, he would have not. He wouldn't play. I, I, I honestly. Think okay, that. fair. Just based, but obviously, I don't know Andy well. But yeah, I yeah, just yeah, think yeah. <laughs> Bro, based I, on like, if he I think if he's shady, making three big blinds an hour, out. I think if he's making three big blinds an hour, in spite of the cheating, like he's ready to fucking shuffle up and deal. But you know, that's just my read. Like, I'm with you, Andy. I, it's tough to little, get in these streets these days. Three seems a little bit low, bro. They're playing fucking. Four, that's twelve hundred dollars an hour, man. I know. I'm saying three seems a little bit low. Well, somebody's cheating, maybe, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you, it a takes bit. a little bit off your win rate. You have to suffer too, man. Uh, all right, so uh, he steps away shortly thereafter. So does Robbie, um, and. You know, we don't really see or hear anything until Rip begins to cause a massive commotion. And he is just on the sideline shouting like, you're a fucking pussy. Like, he's ready to go to blows, okay? So we don't know anything uh, as as the observers at this point Mm -hmm. other than a hand happened and these two disappeared. But uh, according to Rip then coming back to the table and talking to everybody, as well as uh, Robbie going on Ingram's podcast last night and speaking about it, what alleged to have had, ha- have had happened was uh, there was a conversation between Ryan, Garrett, and Robbie where they were trying to make Garrett comfortable enough to continue playing the stream in some capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke with Garrett very briefly via text and just you know, uh, basically said, like, this is wild, man. I, I don't even know how you can handle this type of thing. Uh, and he said, yeah, I'm going to release a statement later this evening. Um, but one thing that isn't public yet is that uh, in front of Ryan, she voluntarily offered me my money back. I never asked for it, right? So that was his statement, and he reiterated that, I believe, in the statement that he put out. Uh, Robbie said something very different. She, yeah. Well, not very different, but like slightly different. She said that uh, you know they were having a conversation, and uh, it felt very accusatory. And it led to her basically saying, like, how can I make this right? What can I do to uh, want you or, or to, to make you want to go back and play the game? And, uh, you know, she basically said that Garrett then asked for his money back or basically said something to the effect of like, well, you can give me 135000 back. Right. Yeah. And according to oh, her. Look. Good. Good. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Two people could be saying like 
it's all up to interpretation because she could say like, what can I do to make this right? Garrett responds with, I don't know, it's a lot of money. And she perceives that as like, it. I don't know, it's a lot of money well, from well, Garrett no, no, saying let me finish. Yeah, like, no, no, I, I, I want my money back. Yes, you're correct, but let me finish. So I spoke with Vertucci and Ryan on the phone last night and Ryan confirmed Robbie's story. He said that uh, Garrett kind of sheepishly said, you can give me your money or give me my money back. Something to that effect. So uh, again, I, I agree with you. It's all about interpretation. Garrett very genuinely uh, could believe that, that that he never said that or like he didn't mean it when he said it or whatever the case may be. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a commotion. Um, but uh, just based off of, you know, the three people that were involved, two of them are kind of suggesting that uh, she offered to make things right in some capacity. And he suggested the only way to make this right is to make me whole. Yeah. So from that point forward, what ended up happening was she agreed to it. According to her, she agreed to it as long as he would continue to play in the game and not shut her out of future games moving forward. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, okay. She went back to get chips Came back, it was 5K short. He demanded that she goes back to get the other 5K. She does. At this point, Rip notices what's going on, finds out that she's giving him his money back, and causes a massive commotion, right? Yeah, He's over it. He can't take it anymore. Uh, what, came to or what we came to find out later, Mike, I believe, at the table said that you know they're good friends and business partners, uh, and Robbie confirmed that on Ingram's podcast. But then she also said that he, uh, Rip, had financial investment in her. Yes. And that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so before we get to the statements made by everybody else, uh, there was a hand that was played between Robbie and Rip maybe five minutes earlier. Uh, it was ace-queen versus ace-queen. And uh, if you want to pull that one up, Guapo, if you, if you have it available, uh, this is a clear clear indication of soft play from my opinion uh they both flop trips and no money goes in the fucking middle and i'm not saying that i'm not saying this indicts her in any way shape or form uh as to having cheated in the garrett hand and i'm not even implying that um you know this this makes her a cd player or that rip is somehow involved in it i'm just saying that of all the things that have happened, uh, my, my degree of confidence that this is soft play is so much higher, so many magnitudes higher than my degree of confidence that, that she cheated in the Garrett hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, especially when it comes to the information that is given outside of the felt itself, when it comes to the situation of knowing that he has financial investment and all of these things to where it makes it very logical and understandable to where if he's invested and he has a, a piece or whatever, to not play as hard against him versus playing somebody else. So, and like Matt, you've seen so many of these situations in live games, just being around the scene and just having that much experience of knowing when something seems a little bit off that you wouldn't just say that for no reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, and again, like... We're, we're we're also adding up all the details, right? So like finding out that they're business partners, finding out that they that he has a financial investment in her, uh, and you know, in my in my experience, like generally speaking, when two players are playing in the same game where one has a financial investment in the other, that's usually disclosed to the players, uh, and it seems as though that wasn't the case in this situation. So, um, you know, again, it, it's not that this isolated hand of the ace queen versus ace queen is that big of a deal. It's more so that uh, 
if they are soft playing in these types of situations and no one else is aware of it, this can come back to generate EV for them in other scenarios when it's three ways uh, or, or anything along those lines where it's very critical that uh, their opposition knows that they have uh, mutually beneficial interests for each other, right? Uh, and this happens all the time. This is stuff that as professionals, we're, we're supposed to police this, right? Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's very important that we understand the, the dynamic of, of what's going on here. And, you know, don't become accusatory, but uh, also take a look at the evidence. Uh, so we actually don't seem to have that hand queued up, but uh, if anybody wants to go back, I believe it's at the two, two hour, 10 minute mark. Um, you can see that they play a very, very tiny pot where they both just pretty much have the nuts. Um, okay, so now that we have the, the rip stuff kind of taken care of, and also what I realized, I'm, I'm going to miss my flight. Uh, apologies to Live at the Bike. I'm going to be late. Uh, I'm going to have to catch a, a later flight, but there's just <laughs> no shot I'm getting out of here in 20 minutes. Uh, I'll do my best, though. Um, okay, so now after all of this happens uh, and Rip flips out, Garrett goes back on what was believed to be the agreement where uh, he was going to come back and play. Uh, he obviously has no interest in being in this hostile environment. And, uh, you know, basically at that point, like the night rolls on. Uh, we mostly tuned out of Hustler and started tuning into Joey. Uh, and from there, Twitter became the main source. So uh, first and foremost, let's get to Garrett's uh, statements slash accusations. So uh, the TL... DR of, of his statements are a lot of what we've already covered. Um, honestly, this is the most emotional. Uh, that's not fair. Like Garrett's spoken openly about, uh, you know, his depression and things like this. But yeah. when I say most emotional, th this is like the least calculated uh, statement that I've seen Garrett put out. Mm -hmm. um, the TLDR of it all was uh, a lot of what we framed. You know, this Jack 4 spot did not pass the sniff test. Um, he spoke a lot about uh, her reaction when being quizzed and, and things of that nature. Uh, he spoke to the points of, uh, you know, having watched a ton of footage of her. By a ton, I guess it's like 10 or 11 hours, whatever. And at no point had she stepped out like this in any sort of scenarios uh, prior. Um, and, you know, he kind of said, or, or he very much accused her of cheating he very much uh said that like he never asked for the money back but had to accept it because he was so confident that she was cheating right and that if we're coming from his vantage point like if you do believe that you were cheated and someone offers you the money back like i do agree that you should take it especially after witnessing what we've seen in the past where people like possible go unchecked nobody's ever going to be made whole from that scenario uh, you know, it's rare that you get to rectify something like this in real time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Garrett's statement? Go ahead, Chin. Yeah, Garrett obviously knows, like, Garrett's no fool, right? Like, he he certainly knows how this stuff works in the cheating world. Like, we've all played private games. We understand that you have to get a device on the table. The device is going to tell you, not necessarily, like, the device is simply going to tell you who wins at showdown. It doesn't tell you who has what, whatever. So in the case that Robbie knows she's going to win, then it doesn't matter that she has Jack high. She just knows her hand's going to win at showdown. She doesn't know what Garrett has. She doesn't know anything. She just knows I see this hand is going to win at showdown, whatever. So she's going to take the spot. And that's 
that's Garrett's argument. He's like, look, we've seen this rodeo before in other in other avenues. Maybe you know a lot of people that don't understand you know the the cheating world of of LA poker or whatever. Like, I'm trying to like give you some insight, and this is why I'm pissed. So completely understand Garrett's side. I said it from the jump. I'm like, look, most of these situations, you need to be in certain seats. She falls into one of those seats, you know, seemingly. Um, so, and, you know, there's a lot of shady shit in that, in that, when you put it in that context. So completely understand Garrett's side. Um, you know, initially I would have the same response and I, and I would have said the exact same statements if I was in Garrett's shoes. So yeah, I, I'm, that's the side of Garrett. Like that's Garrett's side in this in this situation. I have nothing nothing bad to say about his side. Yeah, I mean you can't really say anything bad about it. Like um, when it comes down to like I don't know if there was like what really happened off stream and like what the conversation that took that took place. But in the moment, you're gonna fucking lose your shit. This man has played a lot of hands of poker. Like this just doesn't happen. Like this isn't something that happens every day. Like. Um, when somebody calls you with Jack High for six figures, it's just like, what the fuck? It definitely makes sense to have a visceral reaction to something like that, especially when he's been around for decades. And this is the first time that something like this has happened in a live stream sort of format. It's highly jarring and people were definitely expecting a statement from him. So I'm not entirely sure because I've been talking to Garrett about his need or feel like when he wanted to make a statement as fast as possible type of thing right well i mean he kind of just feels like he has to right but maybe it takes a day he doesn't have to immediately say something right so maybe he felt that he had to get something out as quickly as possible well i i I think that there's a clear reason for that he was he was very much being uh brutalized by by the twitter public or whatever yeah yeah. uh this this is the 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 most against garrett i've seen uh, the general populace and I don't even necessarily think it was like heavily one way or the other because like Robbie was taking a ton of criticism too like if I had to guess and uh, and I had to like categorize it I would say that uh, it was probably like 60-40 in favor of Robbie and against Garrett where almost the entirety of the 40% was made up of professionals right so like Garrett had a lot of backing from the professional poker crew and Robbie had a lot of backing from the general populace that was yeah. watching. So of the 25,000, you know, maybe two-thirds or so uh, just took that as a soul read and uh, think Garrett's being a sore loser type of thing. And then one-third are, like, qualified professionals that are just kind of like, hey, I understand where he's coming from. Like, this is a really sketchy fucking spot. Uh, but I agree with Landon. I think that he would have been far better served to sleep on it really, really... Uh, parse out a lot more of the uh i don't want to say projections but like the 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 language that is accusatory and um kind of flimsy right there was there were just like a lot of points that he he uh kind of highlighted that were very flimsy like her word salad type of thing right uh i agree it's very off-putting in real time it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and for sure if you're the person on the other side of it where you've already seen a hand that makes no goddamn sense and you haven't even accused the person yet, but they immediately jump to this like defensive attack mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to think you're going to feel very sus. Yeah. Like something, something's not right here. Like what the hell is going on? So I understand why he wanted to include that detail, but we all saw it. He doesn't have to like, it's, it's just not, you know, we kind of already spoke about it, but it's more noise than signal yeah. it, it without 
more context is kind of nothing, right? And uh, this hand without more context is not nothing, but it's still just one hand that is absolutely weird. But also, uh, you know, so uh, I think we kind of already started to get into like what the plausible explanations for this are where, where Christian kind of insinuated like how it could cheat. I don't want to go that route yet. Uh, so I want to stick uh, a minor pin in this and, and not uh, jump the gun. Let's, uh, let's now talk about Robbie's explanation of what happened and returning the money. So uh, I believe she did a quick interview with Hustler Live. So I just want to explain to everybody what's going on so there's no confusion. Um, in that particular hand, Garrett was upset because he thought there had to be something going on for me to make that call. I made some references when I was on stream about why I kind of made that call. There's um, two things that were going on over there. So I'm holding the jack of clubs. There's two clubs on the on the board. After the flop, I have a backdoor flush draw and a backdoor straight draw, which is why I made the call with the 5,000 bet that he initiated. Um, and then when the turn came, it was a three. And you will hear me say on stream, are threes any good? And the reason I said that is because I thought I was holding a jack of clubs and a three of whatever. So I thought, and I say that I think I have a bluff catcher and it's not good enough. So when Garrett shoved on me, there's multiple reasons I called that previous experience where I know that he's often bluffing. I also assumed in a hand that I also um, folded to him earlier on in the night, the same night when I thought that he was just on a draw but let him have it, that he was just on a draw, which means he did not have a made hand after the turn. And I thought that I'm holding, you know, a blocker with the jack of flush, like jack flush draw missed and straight draw missed for me. Um, so with a three as a bluff catcher sort of thing. I didn't look back at my hand to see that it was jack four. I ran it twice because I knew I was probably going to lose that unless, I don't know, anything better came than, than, than pocket threes, I guess, or like not even pocket threes, like a, a pair of threes. And I knew I had to run it twice to have that opportunity. So we ran it twice, and unfortunately for him, I won that hand despite even having threes, which is still kind of mind-boggling to me. Um, I won that hand, though, fair and square, and it is what it is. He wasn't happy with it, and I said, Garrett, will you come back on stream? What can I do for you to come back? not make this dramatic. I really appreciate and respect production. I know it's hard work to keep everything in order. Um, there's a lot of money on the table. It's upsetting for me when I lose and win. It's upsetting for anyone. It doesn't matter how much money you have as far as bankroll is concerned, but um, it's important that like everyone is at peace and we don't cause enough disruption. So for me, I'm used to people bluffing me, which is why I often call. Um, and I know that Garrett was super frustrated with me, and he wanted to talk about it. And I said, let's let's do what's going to be the most amicable ending for production as well as moving forward. In my mind, I think I'm good enough that I can win the $130,000 back. That's a lot of money. So I, just, I so the whole understanding was, please come back. 
and continue to play. And if you feel like it's fair that I give you this money back, um, fine, have it. Come back and play, and let's just continue playing. It's just poker at the end of the day. And, uh, and, and, I, and I do think of myself in some regard that I will get that hand back fair and square because ultimately he didn't think it was a fair hand for him not to win. And I guess maybe it wasn't a fair hand for me. Maybe we should have just split it right there at, and then at the table, whatever it was. Um, I was okay with giving him, him the money back. I really was. People may not feel that way. I don't like drama. I want to keep it minimal and it is what it is. And um, I just wanted to really mitigate and reduce the level of drama that it would entice that was going in that direction. But he didn't come back, and, and that's because of uh, alternative people that felt differently about me giving money to him. I'm okay with it. I don't give a shit. I want everyone to chill out. It's not that serious. If it doesn't bother me, I, I, it is what it is. I don't feel like I should have won that hand. I should not have won that hand. I think that the call would have ultimately been okay if I was holding Jack-3. And I wasn't, and then unfortunately I still ended up winning, and and, and I can see where his pain is there. Um, and I think that's why I, I did it. I said, you know what, I, I can see why he's upset, and I'm okay with giving the money back, we're good. And if everyone wants to flip out about it, good for fucking you. I don't give a shit. He has his money, I'm cool, um, and it, it was, it wasn't. It wouldn't have been cool to call on Jack Four personally, but I called on Jack, thinking that I was holding Jack Three, and, and and it is what it is. And I'm gonna go back and play. Um, I'll let you guys break down the, what she's saying here because I'm, I'm talking double for no reason. We're good. Uh, everyone can say what they want to say, but I'm cool. So me and Garrett are talking afterwards, and it'll be fine. And see you later. So. Yeah. Initial reactions to that. Um, it's weird. It's weird because uh, the problem with those interviews and uh, the problem with a lot of this, sorry, is that, uh, you know, uh, I, I was a bit of a, a troublesome kid, troublemaker, if you will. Mm -hmm. and not, in a, not in a terrible way, yeah. but in a way where I was a little too smart for my age. Mm -hmm. And what that led to was I lied a lot. I lied as much as I humanly could to try to get away with it. There was, uh, <laughs> I, so for whatever reason, when I was like in first grade, I used to, we had those big giant erasers, uh, those big pink ones. Mm -hmm. I used to like to take bites out of them. What? I don't know why. I don't Based. know why. It, it, you're, you're five. You just do shit, right? Like, I also had a, like, I, I sucked my thumb until I was, like, in kindergarten, right? So maybe it was, like, this thing that happened thereafter. But I used to, like, bite the erasers and, like, chomp on them and then, like, just, you know, throw them away. Kind of like right? gum. Yeah. Kind of like gum, but not really because it's an eraser. Right. <laughs> uh, so when I was a kid, I would do this, right? And my teacher would catch me. So, or she had caught me, right? So I got caught doing this, right? And she goes, what are you chewing on? And I was like... Uh, oh, it's, it's nothing. And she's like, do you have gum? And I go, no, no, it's not gum. And she goes, what are you chewing on? And I go, one of my fillings fell out of my tooth. <laughs> As a five-year-old, right? And uh, that was a on-the-spot like lie, and then I had to roll with it. So mm -hmm. now she starts grilling me because that's what adults do when you're lying. Yep. 
and I'm trying my best to navigate it. And, you know, I ended up getting away with it. So, like, I was able to come up with it. Wow. But did you really get away with it? I mean, she didn't know I was chewing on a racer. But, <laughs> I think uh, she did. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, that's what this interview felt like. Like, given enough time and space, it's now about rationalizing something that made absolutely no goddamn sense. Right into something that can logically make sense. So uh, you heard her talk a lot about how she had Jack to read the hand prior and how she misread her hand this time and like misremembered it. And I've been there, man. I've, I've had that happen where I just had had a hand, mm -hmm. but never, never like a one-off like that, never a pip, never a Jack three, like a situation where like I just had queen 10 suited and now open the next hand and I have ace king off, yep. but queen 10 suited would have flopped the nuts and somehow in my mind, I had gone back a hand, right? Yep, and I'm super excited because I have the nuts. But then I <laughs> happen to look back and go, holy shit. It's, we don't. Yeah. Yep. Right? It's happened. It's almost like a, you make a treasure map. You know, like you find a way to make it make sense. Yeah. And then you get there. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a reverse engineering process that's taking place. And I, again, I'm not saying this because I think it's, uh, it's indicting her as being guilty. I'm saying it because... It's what it is, yeah. right? Like, it's just very hard to take anything that was said in that interview at face value. Mm -hmm. It's more so like there's just a lot of embarrassment that seems to have taken place. And this seems like a way of walking it back in some way, shape or form, right? Yeah. So to take that one step further, uh, she spoke about like why she gave the money back. And I think this is really important to, to, to kind of dig into, right? Because it doesn't make any goddamn sense to give back 100. Like, how rich are you? It's absurd. I, I mean, I've given money back at tables before in situations. Like, uh, you know, I, I've told this story many times where a guy showed me his hand on the river and then fired in the muck and he had a winner. And I offered him half of, or I offered him his river bet back. Uh, and, and, you know, that's very generous. Yeah. It was $2,000 and $2,000 meant something to me at the time, but I felt it was right. This is $135,000. And <laughs> like, I don't think there was any part of her that felt like that would make it right. Right. So like, uh, again, this is a scenario where like, it's very emotional, like uh, emotions are boiling over. It's very volatile. Um, this is actually the one spot where I think that the, the power dynamic via gender and also, the power that Garrett holds in these uh, particular arenas kind of comes into play, mm -hmm. right? Because she's kind of being accused of something that if, in fact, she's innocent, she doesn't fully understand, Yes, right? So that's what we have to make clear of. If she's guilty and cheating, then she's giving the money back as a means of retribution and hopeful to like make this all go away. Okay, we can, we can agree on that. But if she's innocent... And we have to understand that there's a high probability that she is just fully innocent, yeah. right? She's being accused of something that she does not fully understand. She's being, uh, you know, hostily accused of it nonetheless. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Garrett was being hostile or aggressive. What I'm saying is that the, the, the environment in and of itself, where you're playing high stakes, you're pulled off the stage, you're now talking to a producer, mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to make all of this right, right? It's a very emotional scenario. And so... But like, what do you feel like you're making right? That's the only thing I don't understand. Well, I do kind of understand where she was coming from, where she said, like, I was embarrassed that I won the hand twice. Like, I just wanted to stand up to him and uh, didn't think it was going to be a big deal. And then I scooped kind of thing. Where, where the disconnect comes for me is this isn't for pennies. 
Right. It's for a house. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think the important part too, when it comes to you addressing these things and bringing them up, to be extremely understanding that this is an objective look at it and it's not an accusatory attack in any way, shape, or form, right? You're just saying what things are. I have no dog in this fight. Exactly. No, I don't think anybody. If anything, no, yeah, exactly. If anything, I'm talking from the general public standpoint of uh, we're making a stance here as this, that, the other. Absolutely not. Right, right. If anything, I'm I, I know Garrett better, and uh, you know I'm I'm a text away from Garrett, where it's like I'm much further removed from from Robbie, but. Mm. I I absolutely I'm not gonna pretend <laughs> to uh, to to lean one way or the other at this point because I see it from both sides. Yeah. I, I see it so very clearly from both sides, and you know it. This happens a lot in life in general, uh, and it just uh, you know it, particularly like as I get older, I see it happening in relationships a lot, where relationships will begin to falter. Uh, they'll stumble a bit between two friends, uh, to a romantic relationship, whatever, over miscommunication, right? Mm. Over people who saw the same reality two very, very, very different ways and can't communicate their lens to one another. Wow. And so, like, I kind of see this happening where I fully understand Garrett. Yeah, I was told this yesterday, too. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I was told you cannot live in the reality you want. You need to live in the reality of what is. Yeah, and that's a that's a difficult philosophy because the fact of the matter is what is is not always the same as our perception. Exactly. Right? And that's the trouble here is like I fully understand where Garrett's coming from and I can relate to a lot better because I'm 20 years in. Mm -hmm. But I'm not so far removed from being brand new to this fucking game to know what it's like to be in Robbie's shoes, right? Yeah. And also, you know, again, like when you're that new, you're not thinking necessarily strategically you're not thinking about how to play the game better you're just thinking about how to win more pots yeah. and uh you know sometimes that that results in making these big hiccups but also you know it could result in uh accidental soft play or purposeful soft play it could make sense in uh you know purposefully finding angles or or cheating metrics like Nothing is off the table as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think that like we just need to examine all angles. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, uh, Robbie did reach out and uh, wanted to kind of make a statement of her own. So Christian, I believe you talked to her via text. All right. So yeah, we've been chatting a little bit. Uh, she did not apologize for berating me in the summer, but that's okay. We're going to be fine. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to live. Um, but no, I'm, just, I'm just fucking around. But okay. She, she definitely did message me. She said, I essentially called him because he is usually full of shit when he plays against me and we were heads up. I played him mostly, not the cards. Also, I really thought I had a three and not a four. Uh, hold on. She texted me again. Uh, I thought I had a three and not a four. My previous hand was jack three. When I looked down at my cards during the hand, it was only to see if I had the jack of clubs or spades to see if I blocked the flush draw. I thought the very best hand he had was ace high, otherwise a missed straight draw or flush draw. Of course, he didn't have a boat or trip tens because he wouldn't reshove the turn if he he wouldn't reshove the turn if he did have that. I assumed he would only call with those. When he shoved, I knew he he had nothing. Also, the reason I check raise the turn was to make him think I had a value bet. I didn't think he would shove. And when he did, I made a hero call. I thought, I thought I had a bluff catcher with, with my three. 
plus a blocker to the straight, uh, plus a blocker to the straight and a flush because I was holding the jack of clubs. She further goes on to say, he pulled me out of the game to go to the locker room hallway area and confronted me. He said he wouldn't go back into the live stream and he was glaring at me. I felt intimidated and didn't want production to lose the one player who they have had since day one. I also knew I shouldn't have won that hand and said, what do you want? You want your money back. She goes on to say, he never looked at me and said he thought I was cheating. I thought, I thought he was just mad. And after I was asked to step outside and, and was cornered by him asked and asked, what do you want? Do you want your money back? And he said, and, and he said, yes. I saw that Feldman looked stressed and said, okay, I'll give it to you if, you if you come back to the stream. He's been their number one guy since they started. I didn't want this to be the reason I wasn't going to go back. I didn't want this to be the reason he wasn't going back in. And it was not an admission of guilt. Okay. So there you have it. Okay. I, uh, again, I think uh, that statement reads a lot like Garrett's, where uh, there are some fine points there that are, are worth... Uh, pointing out the uh the way she felt whenever she got uh kind of escorted to the locker room area or whatever that's that's an uncomfortable situation especially again if like you're out of the know you don't even know necessarily what you're being accused of uh things of that nature that's that's a difficult environment to to navigate uh her explaining uh why she called i think is important uh and i think it's consistent with everything that she said thus far it's also uh unintelligible um so it just it it doesn't make any strategy sense and as professionals that's the hardest thing for us to parse it's very difficult for us to get to an amateur mindset of continually saying like when he plays against me he doesn't have shit and then backing into a bunch of reasons as to why uh this makes sense with jack high and on top of that i have a question why when she was asked after she called if she had a three or is either do you have a three or a small pair? yes 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 so she immediately responded correct no i do not yeah so like that is that's not a that's i looked at my hand like uh Again, like I wish she wouldn't. I wish she wouldn't keep pushing that narrative yeah. because uh, to me, that's very clear. That hours after the fact, somebody said, "Like, just say you had a three, or yeah. thought you had a three kind of thing, right?" Mm -hmm. So uh, again, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to call her a liar. I don't. I don't think that she's lying. I think that this is often like the case in these highly volatile situations. Like you can have uh, certain responses that aren't uh aren't logical aren't rational whatever the case may be but it's like if we look at the video evidence of real time you know outside of an interrogation like just literally what happened in real time he said do you have a small pair she said you give me that much credit yep right like uh you know again maybe we're inferring a little bit too much from the situation maybe we should give her the benefit of the doubt and think that she did misread her hand because that is the most logical explanation for sure like, if we're looking at Oxum Razor here, it's that she thought she had Jack 3, period. Uh, that, that is the most simple and logical explanation for this entire hand, right? Uh, that, that's even more probable than uh, cheating, right? Of course. But there's just a lot of evidence that suggests otherwise, right? So There's like, a section of the video where she says, are threes any good also? Yes. So like, yeah, yeah. there there is a part where like she that you could you could assume that she thinks she had a three because she says are threes any good? Like, yeah. There's 
I agree with you there's some of that I agree uh everything thereafter kind of indicated uh all the things I'm saying that indicate that she knew her hand was after she asked if a three was good yeah uh so you know there after the fact like once once they were all in again she looked at her hand multiple times uh she uh basically when he said do you have a small pair she said you give me that much credit like no kind of thing uh and uh she was insanely sheepish sheepish to turn over her hand like when he said you won the first board she still was just like i'm not showing you know Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have to show me your hand before uh this ever gets tabled uh but again i I don't want to go into all the conspiracies because uh, at least not yet right Uh, it's it's too too soon too much time too much speculation for nothing yeah yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I'm all for speculating. I just want to do it at the right juncture of the show. Right. I still just want to kind of lay everything out at, at this point, right? You want to so, speculate for what is. Yes, uh, at least for the time being. Right. Okay. So uh, now we kind of have these two stances. They do align in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, Robbie has been very diligent to uh, her explanation as to what happened in the hand. She's been very diligent to what happened uh, leading to her giving the money back. And, uh, you know, she seems to uh, ha- have been very consistent throughout all of her messaging. Same holds true for Garrett. Garrett's response after the hand was very genuine, uh, very much like what the fuck is going on here. Uh, and with his look, it was kind of accusatory mm-hmm. uh, in nature. Uh, his statement kind of doubles down on that. He gave a lot of evidence from his vantage point as to why he did believe this was cheating. He explained why he accepted the money. Uh, and then he explained why, even though uh, he had agreed to go back and play, he chose not to. Now, there is a little bit of inconsistency in their stories of uh, who arrived at the decision to give the money back or like who asked, who presented that as an option yeah. kind of thing. The only thing that we consistently know is that they both said Ryan had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to highlight because, uh, quite honestly, uh, I think he put himself in a bad spot trying to mediate that in real time uh as as the showrunner as the producer as the stream house as the like let a floor person handle this right like if they want to go that route where they're seeking immediate mediation this can't be ryan and i understand like his obligation to it or why he had a desire to but as the producer as the ep as the guy who is protecting the security of the game and has all of that real-time information I don't think you put yourself in a good situation, especially when you have a relationship with Garrett for many, 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 many years, Mm -hmm. and she's relatively new. Uh, You're not really in an unbiased spot. Now, to be fair, it does seem like he handled it well. He kept himself out and said, like, I'm not mediating this. I'm not going to suggest one way or another. Robbie said on uh, Ingram's podcast, like, Ryan absolutely said, I can't advise you one way or another what to do with the money uh, type of thing. Um, You know, he kind of just oversaw, like, bared witness to the exchange, if you will. Um, it does pose the question, though, in, uh, as far as inconsistencies go, uh, why would Garrett agree to go back and play if he believed that she was cheating? Well, Is it the same reason why Andy continued? Win rate? Well, he also just wants $135,000. Uh, sure, but he got that regardless. Well, no. She said, if you come back to the table, Correct. I will give you hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. Right, right, right. And then he right, said, "I agree. I agree with Berkey, though. It's true. Like, if if he truly thought she was cheating, like if that was the his is his his vibe, his initial instinct, it doesn't matter. Like hundred thirty. Like I don't know. Uh, 
Garrett's situation or whatever, but I assume based on the stuff, like 130,000 is not going to buy him sitting in a cheated game. He's like, not going to play. No he, shot. There's, like, there's just a, a, an old universe. He just doesn't play any hands. He's just like, all right, fuck. I just got $135,000 to sit here for the next three hours because, like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. man. Like, like, because you don't know. In those situations, you don't know the extent of, of what's happening. Like, so. Of course. So I, I just. I think it's a tough spot for him because like, yeah, like, but it just feels weird, man. Like 130 K to see sit in a, in a cheated game, what he perceives to be a cheated game. seems tough, but at the same time, he's probably rattled, not clearly thinking about the situation. Also thinking like he's friends with Ryan, doesn't want to dip on him. He's not hundred percent sure. Yeah. But he's so just also getting I, paid to be the there. Of the doubt. Yeah. But like, he's just also getting paid to be there. If like he's getting paid 135,000 to stay, like he's, I understand. Like, I understand what both of you are saying. Uh, Conrad's basically saying like it's a caveat if he doesn't agree to go back to the table like we don't know that his agreement meant that he would actually continue to play like he may have just gone back to the table gotten paid kind of sat in for an orbit and just said like look I I'm too tilted I'm th this isn't for me I'm out of here kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, and then I understand what Chin's saying he's kind of doubling down on what I'm uh, I'm trying to put out there of like if you believe the game integrity is at all uh, unsecure this is a big problem for Ryan who's your friend and you should be suggesting that the stream stops immediately, not suggesting like you're willing to go back and kind of make the best of this show until an investigation occurs at a later date, right? So uh, in both instances, it kind of speaks to your confidence and, and, and like thereof. Uh, and the thing is too, is like Garrett could be extremely confident in his own belief in, in the fact that he was cheated and not... Uh, project that confidence out to others, right? Like not expect Ryan to be equally as confident mm -hmm. or Robbie to be, or anybody for that matter, right? So there, there's a lot to navigate here where it becomes very dicey because incentives are extremely uh, disaligned, right? Ryan's incentive is to run a secure stream and without any proof otherwise, continue the show for as long as possible. He's Ivy in town. Uh, this has 20,000 viewers on it. Like, cutting, pulling the plug would be a disaster, right? It's the biggest thing on Twitter. Right. Robbie's incentive is uh, is to be in a situation where uh, she's not villainized. She's not accused of being a scumbag. She Like, her reputation to her is worth more than 135000 from what I can uh, uh, understand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she's also... Uh, an avid poker lover so like she understands that Garrett kind of gatekeeps these scenarios and wants to ensure that there's no bad blood between her and him there's no bad blood between her and the show that she'll be a welcome guest here and other shows in the future right it's all about uh damage control from her perspective yes Garrett's incentives are to a be made whole ASAP yeah right like first and foremost priority number one nobody leave it, it is not yeah it's not to prove guilt or innocence it is to protect his own ass yes and ensure that if there's even uh, a probability of guilt that he is made whole prior to that being because if she's proving like if in that very moment ryan goes look uh we have this other detail on tape we know for a fact you cheated um sorry let me reframe uh robbie's cashed out she has all the money on her person yep. right and Ryan goes, look, we know that you cheated. We, ha we, we caught this thing. Yep. This certain thing says that you cheated. 
uh, I'm going to need you to make it whole with Garrett or we're going to go public. She's out the fucking door. Out the fucking out door. Out the fucking door. You never see her again of in course. LA poker. Disappears. She's in Peru somewhere. Like, like, because there's just zero incentive. There's no recourse. There's nothing that the stream house could do, right? Like, you, you just got away with it at that point. Yes. Right? But while it's still in the uh, un, uncertain territory, Garrett views it as, yo... Like, I don't know what the probability is that I got cheated, but it's greater than zero. And if this woman's willing to make it whole, I'm absolutely going to accept. Absolutely. Because there are just too many scenarios where I I actually do prove her guilty and don't get the refund. Right? So I understand how all this shook out from everybody's point of incentive. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is those incentives all conflict whenever they come together from the audience's point of view. We don't, this doesn't sit well with us at all. Hell no. Right? Because her giving the money back implies guilt to an audience of 20,000 people. Ryan overseeing it implies, uh, implies like a bit of uh, backing behind Garrett, uh, kind of strong arming type, type of scenario. Not that that's actively what happened. I want to yeah, be abundantly clear say. with my words. That's not what I'm saying happened. I'm just saying, like, when you are the person who is being accused, standing there facing two people, one of which being the accuser, the other of which being the stream house producer, these guys have all the power in this scenario. One runs the stream, and the other one uh, kind of controls, to a certain degree, what your reputation will be moving forward, right? So she's at a drastic power dynamic imbalance there. Uh, th there's no friendly face. There's, there's nobody advocating for her. There's no mediator. There's no true mediator, no objective mediator, right? That's why I said, I think Ryan's in a bad spot mediating this. Uh, it needs to be somebody impartial. It needs to be a floor person because nothing's getting settled right here, right now. The problem is if Ryan doesn't uh, mediate that, it turns into a bigger situation. Well, well what, worse. what ends up happening is Ryan's just there to bear witness. He didn't mediate anything, right? Well, just to stand there. Right, but my point is, is that should just be a floor person. Yeah, okay. It's still somebody bearing witness, but it's not somebody who has any sort of uh, otherwise recourse outside of the casino rules, right? And that's a much more objective person to be put into that scenario. And look, this all happened very fast. Uh, I don't expect everybody to handle it well. I'm just, you know, after the fact, whenever we, we go back and reverse engineer and dissect some things, it's like, okay, in the future, these are things that we can get better. Because personally, uh, I think that those three incentives all disalign and uh, ultimately Ryan's incentive and Garrett's incentives align closer than Ryan's incentives and Robbie's or mm -hmm. Garrett's incentives and Robbie's, et cetera, right? And I think that creates uh, a big issue both for Robbie if she's innocent uh, and then the audience uh, according to like how we view this whole scenario shaking out, right? Yeah. Tough spot. Yeah. When so, it started. yeah go on. so I, I do like, I feel for, for Garrett, right? Because Garrett on his end, he's like, all of this is happening like super fast, right? He just like got felt it, not felt it, but he lost a massive pot, uh, double dub Robbie. And in his mind, he's like, wait, and now, now I'm in the middle of all this. Like he's thinking he's getting cheated. He's like recalling probably all the spots where there's been cheating in LA, yep. then the possible thing, yep. then all this. And now he's like, wait, now it's on me. Now it's me. Right. Right. A lot of context she's hit. not aware of. Yeah. Right. A lot of yeah. things hit home for him. He's mm -hmm. rattled. He's like trying to keep it together. He goes out to talk to Robbie. He might have agreed to stay back on, whatever. Okay, sure. 
uh, maybe Ryan reassured him that like maybe nothing was going on, like it was really hard for the for cheating to happen, whatever. And he's just like trying to like get things together. And then he has Rip calling him a pussy ass bitch, like on on his on the on the side of his ear. And he's just like, what the fuck is happening, bro? Like, yeah. and then he's just like, okay, I'm out. Like, so you know everything's happening so fast. Like, I can't blame him if he stayed. I can't blame him if he leave. Like, it's just one of those spots where it's like. Whatever you think is best, bro, because you have you have homie like yelling at you that you're yeah, a yeah, pussy. Of course, of course. You have the Ryan telling you maybe that this is unlikely. Um, you know, it's crazy, bro. Agreed. Okay, so I want to get into now Hustler's statement. Uh, I did speak to Vertucci on the phone. Uh, Ryan was kind of listening in and uh, giving me a bit of input himself. Um, so I, I kind of already knew the statement that was going to come to be, but uh, I just want to read it real quickly. So. Uh, their statement is, HCL will be doing a thorough look into this incident. We'll be looking into every aspect of this incident before putting out the results of our findings. We completely understand the magnitude of the situation and the accusations. We take this extremely seriously. At this point, we have no proof either way, any indication of any wrongdoing besides the accusations of parties involved. During the investigation, parties involved will not be playing on our show until we have a re resolution to this matter. We here at Hustler Casino Live are extremely confident in our game security. Game security and integrity are of the, uh, sorry, second page, of the utmost importance to us. HCL was not involved and will not be involved in any monetary exchanges between the parties. HCL had no part in those exchanges. That is between the parties involved. HCL will continue as usual with our live stream cash, fling, uh, cash stream games, respectfully, Nick and Ryan. Um, I think that that's a, I think... 99% that's a good statement. Uh, I think one of the things we need to discuss here that this brings up is uh, the security of live streams. And this is something that obviously I put uh, a lot of effort into during the Postle era and uh, found a lot of, let's not say conclusive findings, but a lot of uh, backdoors and loopholes and ways that these systems can be cheated. Um, I understand their assertion that they are highly confident in their security. Uh, the The issue that I take is that um, that confidence, unless it is uh, based off of a cyber team who built your system or a cyber team who has audited your system, uh, I think that it is highly improbable that that confidence is anything other than arrogance, right? So this is something that we all need to be hyper aware of. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Hustler system. I haven't seen Live at the Bike system since they've changed ownership. Uh, I don't know what the guys in Texas at the Lodge or any of these other major stream houses are running, but I suspect that it's still the the GFX from, uh, from uh, Andrew Milner in Australia. And I personally know that that's what we have here for the Academy that we use for a, uh, only training purposes. And the reason for that is that it is just a very unsecure system. The things that you need to do to ensure that this system is fully secure is a lot. And even then, it's not bulletproof. There's a giant difference. And I know Poker Night in America used to use this system too. I don't know if they've changed since. I doubt it. Uh, there is a giant, giant difference between the custom system that PokerGo uses 
that was built specifically for commercial use and all of the security measures that they take, including a locked peak room uh, with a guard. I mean, granted, this is Nevada gaming rules, so they have no choice. Uh, but, you know, all of these measures and protocols that uh, they put in place to ensure that these systems are secure. I don't know what the protocols and systems are for Live at the Bike and for Hustler. I've obviously been playing these streams, so I have some level of confidence that they are fine. That doesn't mean that they are beyond reproach. That does not mean, like, my playing is not my signing off uh, for there being no risk, right? It does not mean that they aren't able to be infiltrated. It doesn't mean that they aren't able to be uh, cheated in some sort of way. And that doesn't necessarily mean that any of the stream houses would be involved in said cheating. It just means that they could potentially be vulnerable. So, okay, uh, real, I just have a question for you. Is it possible to find out what those security systems and measurements are? Uh, I mean, in the sense, can we ask? Sure. Right. Can we uh, ask to audit them? I think that's negligent. Not in the sense of audit, but just ask a, like, if you asked Ryan, hey, what are the security measures in place for Hustler Casino Live? He can tell you what those are. Uh, yeah, but the problem is, is that um, that conversation doesn't go anywhere, mm -hmm. right? Because... As somebody who plays on the stream, he can't divulge to me his protocols. He can't divulge to me uh, what security measures they have in place. Right? I see. That's why I said I, I think it would be uh, negligence to allow me or anyone who's ever going to play on a stream to audit it. Right? There should be third-party cybersecurity companies That's what I was gonna ask. that are handling this. Uh, it, it, even though I'm very knowledgeable of the system, that's even worse. Like That would be a, a, a worse reason to have me audit it because... If anybody then could penetrate it easily, it becomes the person who's most intimately in the know. Right. Right. So uh, at no point do I think that, uh, at no point do I think that there is any malice on the part of the stream house. But I do think this resurfaces the conversation of, uh, you know, slight negligence, right? We've allowed the barrier of entry to run these streams to be too low as a community. And this isn't going. This this isn't an indictment of Hustler or Live the Bike or Lodge or anybody else who's using the system, Poker Night in America, or anything along those lines. Right. But to your point, there's no way for us to do our due diligence. We can't ask them what system they're running. We can't ask them what the security of said system is. Right. right. It's not like something of a code that's open sourced or Correct. something of that nature where you can look through it and be like, okay, this is how this works. Right? Correct. Right. Okay. Um, and it's not an accusatory statement. We're just saying what it is. Yes, yes. So it's like, is there opportunity for somebody to cheat? Potentially. Right. Right. And that is something that I think is, is critical to understand here. So moving forward, whatever their investigation is, uh, as far as this process goes, what should also be happening is there should be a tightening down on the security side of things. Like we have to see this bar get raised. Uh, I know that there's better technology out there that's actually built for uh, corporate distribution or commercial distribution like we're seeing with these stream houses. Uh, we're actually going to be getting a table to test in the near future. Now, does that mean that it's uh, the best version? Not necessarily. No, of course right? not. It's still not going to be better than something custom built. Building something custom is very expensive. Right. right. Getting a cybersecurity team in there to manage all this stuff very expensive mm -hmm. so uh you know if nobody's pushing back the stream houses have no incentive to spend that money 
So right? there's no stamp of approval. Right. If they do it right, like PokerGo is doing it right. The only stamp of approval we have is that we know Nevada Gaming holds them to that high of a standard. Right. But outside of that, we would never know. So without Nevada, without Nevada Gaming, which no other jurisdiction outside of Jersey has, we would never know. So the Nevada Gaming people have a checklist and guidelines of things that you as a stream producer needs yes. to have in order for it to be yes. streamed. Yes. And yeah. California does not have that. California doesn't. Texas doesn't. And the Florida doesn't. Security systems for all of these things cannot be open sourced. Well, Correct. Okay. It's just like any other security measure, right? Like you can't, uh, you can't, like it's why a lot of these online poker sites don't divulge the way people are cheating. Got it. Because you don't want the cheaters to get an edge. I see. Or, or, or a greater edge. Right. right. So just by default, there is a way without a committee that has rules and guidelines of things that need to be there. Yep. Ways to potentially get through the system. Yes. And it's not to say that that's happening or did happen, right. but it's possible. It's, it's possible. So it, it does it does become in the realm of probability. Um, that was just my biggest pushback on the Hustler statement. Otherwise, I think that they're taking all the necessary steps. I think that, uh, you know, speaking with Ryan and Nick, they truly do want this to be, uh, I mean, this is, this is awful. Yeah. N nothing good comes from this for them, right? Like they want to do everything imaginable to uh, ensure the safety of the stream. They want to do everything uh, to, to make the community happy and comfortable with their product. But, um, you know, I, I think now as the bigger stream houses, them live at the bike and lodge, I think it's time and, and Poker Night in America. I keep leaving them off, but I shouldn't because they're a televised product and that, that's very important too. Yeah. Those four stream houses, uh, maybe TCH Live also included, they absolutely should be doing their due diligence and uh, at a bare minimum, easing our mind and saying like, uh, we have moved into a custom system or we've hired cybersecurity team X to come in and do a sweep of our product and uh, you know find the, the weak points and we've shored them up. And right? we do know of some other streams that have started using this new table, correct? Uh, only one. I think they're testing in Austin uh, in the TCH room. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. It may be TCH and, uh, sorry, TCH Austin and TCH Dallas. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, for... For context sake, uh, it's a new company. The big thing with this company is it does allow, to land its point, a little bit more open sourcing. So uh, this new company, they've developed uh, a system where, um, you know, it's RFID chips, RFID uh, technology and everything. Uh, so you reduce the amount of people who are uh, given privileged information. That's number one important. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, and most important, is there's an app that uh, is... Uh, given to the players that gives them access to all the data from the games. So it's just like having hand history reports in online. And that's very critical to snuffing out cheating, right? Because imagine if we had a database, like an accurate database of every hand that Postle played, where we didn't have to screen scrape, but instead we could just download it, right? He would be found guilty tomorrow. Like we would just empirically be able to demonstrate across the board infinite data points that indicate this is not right, right? And, uh, you know, not, not to put Robbie into the apostle camp, but the same thing here. We could prove her guilt or innocence or at least lean one way or the other 
based off of being able to pull that 11 hours of footage and seeing every single hand that she played right we could literally upload it to gto wizard and see like just how far off she is and like if we see that she's just losing in massive spots over and over and over again with like high card hands uh where she's just calling down too light or, or whatever the case may be it just becomes abundantly clear like it's unlikely to be malice right there just needs to be pieces to the puzzle in order to find the full solution yes agreed we don't have enough of that at the moment that i do agree um sounds right okay so the last thing i want to discuss then before we get into the plausible explanations for all this is rip's involvement um I think that we kind of laid out the important details of uh, their friends, their business partners, and he had some financial piece of her in this game. Uh, as I mentioned pre private or previously, uh, there was an ace-queen hand that uh, it seemed like very clear uh, soft playing between the two of them as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's worth noting. His reaction is that both of a friend, I think, who recognizes that there is a power imbalance here and he needs to step in and, uh, you know, be more assertive for her sake yeah. and advocate for her. But it's also representative of somebody who's financially tied to this outcome yep, and does not want her to give back the money. Um, there was implications made by, I believe, Cole Poise tweeted that she was on a 50% free roll. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, I don't know, like, how all of that would play into her wanting to give back the money or uh, to, in order to, like, make everything right for her. But... I do think that if she's free rolling, she definitely sees it as less of a risk giving back the money because losing means nothing to her. It doesn't cost her anything. And winning is just like money in her pocket. So in her mind, maybe she's just like paying uh, X amount of thousands of dollars to ensure she has future opportunity. And that could be worth it. As opposed to if she's actually risking real money, now giving back is very difficult because you've just given all of your profits away and now you're right back at risk on your stack, mm -hmm. right? Where if it's a free roll, you're only risking someone else's money. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Rip's involvement in all this, Chin? Um, I think that this happens all the time. In high stakes games, people have pieces of each other, especially like, you know, uh, business people take pieces of pros, business people take pieces of their friends and like people get free rolled or staked or whatever. So there's really not any, like, I don't see any problem, even if like rip literally put her in the game for the entire stack, like for a free roll or if rip had a piece or, or whatever, it doesn't matter that that shit happens literally every day. Um, so I don't really have too much of a problem with it. Uh, of course, if he had financial interest and she's about to give give Garrett back 125000 or whatever, yeah, he's going to be pissed because if she didn't cheat, then she's like, yo, you're just bullying my friend. This is like, I have a piece of this. Like, this is crazy. Like, what what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be like an upright citizen uh, in the game. Uh, and, you know, so, yeah, I don't see any problem with Rip uh, being upset because in his eyes, like, this is her. This is his friend. Maybe yeah. he has a piece. And if he has a piece, that doesn't matter if he has a piece. Like, and like, you know, the soft play and stuff, like, look, when you play these games that are high stakes, you're going to see people check it down all the time. Like you, you see this, um, with Armenian Mike and, 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 uh, my man that has the queen deuce off all the time. Like, it's really wrong. He, like, yeah, it's really wrong. They literally check it down all the time. Like it, it, 
it's just their friends, whatever. They don't want to stack each other. Like they're not there for that purpose and whatever. So that happens all the time. Is it soft collusion technically by the by the rule of, of, of the law? Like, yes, it is. But we've come to accept that that's part of the game. Like people have pieces of each other or like they have friends. They don't want to stack each other, whatever. Yeah, for sure. I want to just go and state that she did say that Rip had all, um, was backing her for this. Yeah. And that she was getting 50%. Yeah, we're, we're not... Oh, she did say she's getting 50%? Oh, I believe... I, I didn't, oh, I'm sorry, I tied, tied the two things together. Yeah, I don't know that she actually said how big of a piece she had. Yeah, and I also voice. don't know that she said... Uh, she, she said something to the effect of she has many backers. And that Rip is one of them. So I don't know if that means that he had her action that night. Or if he just had a piece amongst other people. But in any regard... Uh, I would imagine that he has to advocate for her to not give the money back when he's financially invested. No, of course. I, I mean, I think Rip's reaction, if he's financially invested or not, it seems very natural. Yeah, like, prior, to, prior to even knowing any of this, I said that uh, his reaction was not out of line at all, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed like a really fucked spot where somebody needs to be going to bat for her and they're friends. So, uh, you know, when Mike said that they're friends and business partners, like that actually makes... A, a fair amount. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks like the chat is helping us out a little bit here, and they're letting us know that on the Joey Pod, she said that that um, Rip had fifty percent. Rip had fifty. Like multiple multiple people. Like yeah, like the chats. Rip, that. Rip had fifty, or she like, had she had fifty. Well, it looks like Rip had fifty percent. Okay. Yeah, the Paula said Deeb asked her how much she how much, and she said. Uh, he had her action and he asked uh, what the split was. She said 50 to make stuff okay for you and your image. Uh, I mean, that's incoherent, Apollo, but thank you for trying. Uh, I think when she's sure, fully back with a 50% yeah, free yeah, roll. Yeah, 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 right. right, exactly. What I think is that she was getting a 50% free roll. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, all of that's very important. So uh, now let's get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, since I have 40 minutes to wrap this bad boy. What are the plausible explanations, a.k.a. the conspiracies of what may have happened here? Okay. Oh, I wrote down what I believe to be five. <laughs> okay. You only got five? I think there are many more, but I don't want to get too deep into this. It's only a three-hour show, guys, you know. Uh, okay, so number one. Wait, she... wait, wait, wait. Can we start spitting them and then you tell us if they're yeah. in there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what's your hey, number one a... conspiracy? Without explanation, oh just just uh, just tell me no, what you. I I the number one conspiracy. Yeah. All right, conspiracy highest level conspiracy. Like there's yeah. like you know the is flat. Okay. No 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 no. So, I don't want the most. I don't want the most extreme. I want the one that you think uh, is most probable. Oh, most probable. Yeah. If she was cheating, obviously we yeah. don't. I'm not saying she is. If yeah. she was cheating, she has a device that will tell her that she's going to win at showdown. So okay. no matter what she has, she knows she's going to win at showdown. Um, so she just has to make the call. And then... Okay. That was indeed really on my matter. list. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what she has. She just knows she's going to win the call. Correct. And now it's up to her to make the judgment call of being sharp enough to not make it egregious right. so that so that it's obvious that you're cheating, right? Well, so that's, it's, that's it's, impos it's impossible for her to be... It's impossible for her to be... I understand what you're saying. But yeah, okay. I have that one on my list. Conrad, go. The Hans. 
The Hans. Oh, you think she had anal beads? <laughs> the Hans. Is, I mean, I'm not going to oh say it, God. but you know, I'm okay. just going to call it the Hans, man. Anal, anal beads is on the list. Uh, that, that, I, that did not make my list, but I guess that kind of doubles down on Christians, yeah. like uh, no, some yeah, sort of like definitely. signaling device. Definitely going. It's called it's called Vato for vibrating ass theory optimal. Oh, it's I not didn't know that. A, yeah. I'm sorry. All All right, was, yeah. I'm over the days of putting theory optimal at the end of anything. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's squash that right now. Go on. What number one conspiracy? Conspiracy. I mean, the most logical one has to be a device of sorts or something along those lines. I think. Okay. That's where I'm at. Yeah, uh, I think that if uh, okay, so uh, let me start with uh, the possible exp- explanations or conspiracies that uh, prove her innocent, yeah. um, because I think these are important to get out here before we start, you know, going down some rabbit hole. Uh, number one one would be that she just had a read or an amateur moment of just desperately wanting to beat Garrett so badly that she called with Jack High, quote-unquote, hoping he had a hand like 8-7. Um, and I think the, the easiest thing to question then is, if this is true, was her reaction afterwards natural? Uh, to me, the, the answer is abundantly yes, right? Like, it, like I basically... If that's true, that she just had an amateur moment and just said, like, binary, does he have value? Does he have bluff? I think bluff. And then just disregarded her actual hand and, like, you know, flicked it in. Or she truly did believe she had jack three for a pair uh, and arrived at a call because, you know, pair beats bluff type of thing. Uh, Was her reaction there afterwards natural? My opinion is yes, because I don't believe that when she made the hero call, she would have expected such a hostile response upon winning the pot, right? Think of any scenarios where amateurs step out of line and get lucky. Usually it's like a smirk and a snide, like, huh, nice hand, man, you know, kind yeah. of thing. I'm, I'm just, the, the, the one part that just makes me want to push back is when she just like completely just throws it at Garrett and she just says like... Agreed, but uh, again, hostility is presenting itself where it was unexpected. So fight or flight kicks in and I think that like, she's a fighter. You know, that could be possibly what led to this hand to begin with, mm-hmm. right? She's just a fighter and, and for better or for worse, uh, doesn't know when to back down. So I think that this is a plausible explanation. Uh, Tom Martell uh, kind of put out a tweet thread uh, speaking to this that I, I thought that he he framed it pretty well. Um, he essentially uh, spoke to a lot of the things that, that I'm kind of speaking to now where it's like she's put into a fight or flight response type of uh, scenario and uh, obviously like her emotions aren't necessarily going to uh, coexist or, or, or align rather with the scenario at hand. Um you know, the TLDR is she's smart enough to lose hands to avoid detection, but so dumb or greedy that she picks this ridiculous spot to win money. I think that's a really key point. Like, if you're cheating, this is far and away the dumbest spot on earth to cheat. Yes. Right? But if you if there's a co-conspirator involved in this and you are placed... Right, right, where he's just signaling. Yes, I understand. I understand that. Uh, and, uh, you know... I think Tom's a little bit off when he says she lets him off the hook by running it twice when she knows that she's only winning once. That's implying that she knows what the runouts are. Yeah. If if it's more if it's not that sophisticated and it's simpler than that, where she's just being signaled best hand, worst hand, yeah. then uh, she wouldn't know the runouts and she just knows she has jack high. So running it multiple times is only beneficial, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, she's never going to be a huge favorite. Go ahead, Jen. 
Well, it's kind of a free roll, right? The argument, the argument for her not cheating is that she ran it twice. However, if she knows she's going to win the first one, right, then it's just kind of like a pretty sharp play to run it twice because it's unlikely that well, we basically are covering the, for her now, right? Like, basically, it's like, well, she ran it twice, so she can't be cheating. But if she knows she's going to win the first one, then it's just a free roll spot. Yeah, I, like, I understand where you're negative. You're taking the you're taking the chance that you lose, but in ex sorry, you're taking the chance that you chop, but in exchange, you have the community saying, "Well, she ran it twice, so she can't be cheated." I, I, under I understand. I understand what you're saying, what saying, but I understand what you're saying, but I think you're you're overcomplicating it in the sense that uh, if you're greedy enough to try to steal a pot that's three hundred thousand with Jack Four high, you're probably not going to be. Uh, sharp enough maybe sharp's not even the right word you're probably not going to put yourself in a situation where you think that running it twice cancels that out because it doesn't yeah right? i mean you're but just sitting there like conspiracy section i understand <laughs> i understand I mean, yeah, you're just, just there pushing and... back a little bit against your uh your ideas you're just like i have jack high and then somebody asked me if i want to run it twice so i'm looking at it fucking jack high on yeah, it's like, I guess we'll run it twice. Right. Do whatever the fuck you can do, please. Let yeah, me yeah. Know. yeah, right. Like, I need help kind but of thing. But just so look how wild. I mean, if she doesn't run it twice, right? Mm -hmm. What conversation are we really having right now? Like, she like it would be it would be like, like oh, no, she's just, she knows right. she's going to win with Correct. Jack High. Like, she's not Correct. even running it twice. Right, like, but, but it's again. Like, oh, no. She should do the Garrett special, right? Where she's just like, Garrett's like, how many times? And she's just like. But he did. He did do that. He said, I usually run it once. Yeah. Uh, so he gave her the opportunity to just say, okay, right? And like under those constraints, it like. It's so crazy if she just says run it once. Like it, it just, we're having a different conversation if she says run it once, I think. Yes, anyway. sort of. But the thing is, is that your, your implication of her wanting to run it twice somehow makes her more guilty than less. And I disagree with that. Uh, it, it may not. No, I'm, I'm saying the perception is that she will be looked at less guilty. Of course. Right, but but when you say the perception is that she will be looked at less guilty, you're also implying that it's a sharp play to do it if you're cheating. It is. It's not. Of course it is. It, it's of just. Of course it is because because no, the sharp play the sharp play is to not call with Jack four high. Of course. All right, but we're past that point now. No, we're not because that happened. You <laughs> right. can't ignore that. You can't be sharp and dumb at the same time. Right? Like you, <laughs> you can't. Be, you can't be stupidly fine. sharp. Yeah. You. You can't be <laughs> so sharp that you 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 uh, know to run it twice in the spot, but also so dumb that you snapped it off with Jack Four High. I mean, you just arrived at a point though where you raised turn and you're just like, okay, he's probably gonna if I, if if there was a signaling device. You raise turn, you're like, okay, he's probably gonna fold. Get jammed on. Okay, I'm winning. Okay. Fuck. Cool. Again, like that that doesn't lead to the running it twice, I don't think. Like you just fold. I, you just fold. You have perfect information for the rest of the game. You just fold. If you're sharp, you fold. If you're sharp, this is not the spot. If Correct. You, but you're, if you're greedy, a, a situation just presented itself. But if you're greedy, you run it once. Yeah. But, I, I, I see both sides, right? If you're greedy, you run it once, but also if you're greedy, 
who knows how many you, times you're you, gonna get this spot, you can't be you know? sharp stupid and greedy at the same time right <laughs> you, you, have have you only get to be two yeah. you get to be two <laughs> of the three you got Man, why two. can't you be three it's you fine. can be sharp and greedy you can be stupid and greedy you can't be sharp and stupid so right. it's only one of those two combinations fuck you can't be this you can't be a all, galaxy man. wizard that's just the side of the jack four off is where you just right. take your like, final stand if she were the if she were the galaxy brain that you're implying we would not be sitting here dissecting this fucking hand yeah. she would just be, be raping, raking us over the coals. Shambo, you know yeah All right. she would just be raking us over the coals for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars if uh she were uh, yeah the galaxy I'm, brain here yeah, i'm not saying <laughs> the galaxy know, brain I here I'm, I, like i said i'm really <laughs> torn about the whole situation like it's just like there's a chance of, of both things like i like i said i played with her she made a crazy call she berated me after and now i'm looking at it like oh yeah this makes sense like this is how she plays. Like this is fine. Like sometimes she has, she just has you dead on a hand, yeah. And she makes the big call, and I then think... she tells you, "Why the fuck did you try to do that to me?" I think and, that that's what she did to me. So yeah. that's fine. I think that combined combined with her other play is her strongest advocacy for uh, not cheating in the spot. Right. Right. Like yeah. I think the fact that like she seems to consistently make emotional, irrational decisions at the table. Uh, many instances of said things happening and uh her erratic play otherwise right like clicking it back with ace king on the turn now again you can make arguments the other way and say like well that was a sharp play okay fine but like if we comb through all the footage which we haven't yet yeah. i think we'll see enough erratic decisions like the jack eight of diamonds is a good example right like she she somehow puts in a bunch of money behind where Garrett has her drawing dead. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to be sharp and stupid all at the same time. Right. Now, I get it. Like, you can make an argument that it's to throw off the scent and to throw enough data points at the people trying to figure it out where they're just confused. And sure, maybe that works. But again, you but like, don't tip your hand with Jack Four High. This is not the hill to die on, man. You don't die on the hill with Jack Four off. Right. Like also, you, you know? just fold pre. Like if you have perfect information, you just you just play the charts or maybe a couple pips wider because you don't want to do anything so fucking egregious that people catch on to your scent. And sure, it's like some loose action gamble here, there, whatever, you know. But like. It really does come down to the new rock, paper, scissors of sharp, greed, stupid. Yeah, where that's true. Sharp beats stupid. Stupid doesn't actually beat anything, but greed loses to a lot of stuff too. Yeah, you just yeah. can't beat them all. Yo, yeah. like, what happens if like she calls and she loses with the jack four? How does Rip react? That, that's, a, that's a fair question. That is a very fair question. Like, maybe she just has to get up. Like, that's, hey, you're out. <laughs> You're fucking out. I don't know what that was. Maybe not though. Maybe she's just in. Yeah, she's but, like, what, but what we're missing, Burke, that you're not yeah. really, you're not really taking into account is that when these cheating things occur, and not again, I'm not saying this is how it happened. It's not like you're getting the 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 notice every hand. It's like you get the notice in a, you basically get the notice in like a spot where. Why do you Why do you think that? Where, because why it doesn't make any sense why would she, she would just get the notice oh, oh she she doesn't let's say okay this device works where you know you're going to win at showdown she doesn't know when she's going to win at showdown like she she's not winning at showdown every you, you don't know so the, she the, has to take a spot where she's okay 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 stop 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 because yeah. you're presenting a whole nother argument yeah. the the way that this would work if she's being signaled in game would be that she has a, a co-conspirator mm -hmm. that has infiltrated the rfid system 
So he has perfect yeah. information. Someone has to have perfect information. What is not happening, and this I can confidently say, yeah. is that there was a mechanic deck in the game. That's because we would know by now, or if we wouldn't know, Vertucci and Ryan would know. There's no way for a deck to have gotten in and out of that game, at least not logically. I can say with like 90% certainty that a mechanics deck did not come in, especially into an RFID game. It's, it, it makes no goddamn sense to bring in a mechanic deck that uses some third-party device to read the actual... Like, we've seen that those decks, right? The, the, the ones where you put a, a dummy phone on the table yep. and it reads every single card top to bottom. That makes no sense in an RFID game whenever uh, you would have to now get an RFID version of those cards and they still wouldn't fucking work because they wouldn't be registered to the, to the, uh, to the system, mm -hmm. right? So bringing in an outside deck is absolutely off the fucking table. It's, it's absolutely impossible. It's impossible in an RFID system. Yep. They would just never be registered unless Ryan and Nick are in on it. Yep. And th even if they were in on it, there's still a better way for them to cheat, right? Like, it would still make no sense. Uh, so it, I, I'm absolutely, that's a conspiracy, sure, but I'm throwing it fucking out the window. It's not possible. The only way that she could have cheated... Uh, in a co-conspirator way is that someone infiltrated the RFID system. Either somebody was on the inside relaying information mm -hmm. or somebody was able to hack into the system and intercept the packets. In one way, shape, or form or another, though, a second party would have to have full-blown information, see Garrett's cards, see her cards, and then when money started to go in, signal you have the best hand. So one buzz for best hand, two buzzes for fold, something along those lines. So if we believe that conspiracy of that's how it was cheated and she got buzzed and she goes, okay, I have the best hand, I raise. And then he doesn't fold and instead jams. Mm -hmm. She says, okay, he's bluffing. I know he's bluffing. I have Jack high and gets greedy because nobody coached her up on how to make this look good. And clearly she's a novice when it comes to poker. Right? She distills things yeah. down into very simple terms of bluff value, right? Mm -hmm. So that conspiracy actually aligns a lot with her rhetoric, with her, I just thought you were bluffing, and then names bluff combinations that she loses to, yep. right? Because the only information she was operating off of was perfect information that I knew Jack High was good, but she can never say, I knew Jack High was good, right? So instead, she has to figure out ways to reverse engineer how Jack I could be good, right? Okay, look, that's the most prevalent conspiracy for cheating. The most prevalent uh, explanation is that this was all fueled by emotion, right? Those are the two things that I'm operating off. Now, there's a little bit in between. She could have potentially rubbernecked and happened to catch a glimpse of Garrett's hand, either seeing the eight or the seven or possibly both of his whole cards, and then just had perfect information that way and didn't know how to fucking react. Right, just didn't know what to do. Mm. But if she actually knew his whole cards, the way to play this would be to go call, call, and then when he bets river, you jam. Right, that would be the only thing that makes any sense uh, from, uh, or at least trying to like cover your tracks. Uh, but I mean, also when you're a novice, like you're not going to come up with the f perfect. Sure, but raising seems suicidal when he has a hand that strong. Yeah. The idea yeah, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe like in her, in her mind, she thinks like, oh, well, if I got raised in this spot, I would just call with eight high and then River can go check, check whenever he misses. Uh, but why would you want to put in more money prior to him getting to realize that equity or not? No, right? because no, when I, she has the, when she thinks she has the best hand, she just raises, right? It, sure. it doesn't, she's not playing it like, like how we think 
But but I'm saying no, play no, 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 no. But when you, she had Ace King, when she had Ace King versus versus uh, Casino Eric, she raises the turn. It's not a bluff. She like literally mid raises right. the turn in a spot right, where right, she right. had the best hand, right. and she just thinks she has the best hand, so she's gonna raise. Yeah. You know? uh, there are people in the chat saying that uh, people uh, that Eric mouthed to her uh, to call. I didn't see that in the video. Uh, if somebody has a timestamp where that actually happened, uh, I'd be happy to look at it, but I don't believe that that happened. Yeah. Uh, that, that seems silly to me. Uh, and even if he did do it, uh, I don't know that that is really all that important to take into account mm -hmm. as a data point because he might have just wanted to see pain, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe he saw Garrett's hand and maybe he was just like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to help, but that wouldn't indicate like how she got to the turn raise and things of that nature. Uh, to Christian's point, like, yes, when she thinks she has the best hand, she raises. That would be uh, that that would be an argument for how she made an emotional uh, reaction and why she didn't cheat in this spot. Uh, it could also be an argument for a simple system where one buzz for best hand, two buzzes for worst. Uh, in both of those instances, that could be there's no thought taking place there other than I think or I know I have the best hand. It does not uh, make sense if she rubbernecked and saw Garrett's hand because it's not about thinking she has the best hand anymore. It's knowing. And that that action uh, seems <laughs> disaligned, I guess. Go ahead. But it's, it's just such a wild situation, man. Yeah. Like, I can also logically see the side of her somehow just thinking she has the best hand getting jammed on and then going with the read of having the best hand somehow. And like, even if she does think he has ace high or something of that nature, saying, okay, run it twice just in case I'm wrong. Maybe there's a chance I spike something. Sure, sure. Right? And that was her explanation for what it's worth. So I don't think that that's that far off. Uh, the final conspiracy that I have is that she was marking cards with invisible ink, and that's what those goofy fucking glasses uh, were utilized for. Yeah. Oh, the Stu Unger glasses are back. Yeah, they were they were they were uh, strange, strange choice, I think. But uh, they were they were fashionable, so you know it could just be a fucking look. Like that's allowed. Let's get the Stewie glasses. Let's get a photo of Stu Unger with his shades, and then Stewie's and then, glasses uh, were awful. He called someone with ten high, right? Uh, did he? I think it was like a legendary yeah. hand. Like he called someone because he thought that he just had like a bricked gutter and he was right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Legend. Rob Robbie the new Stewie. New Stewie. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Um, okay. So uh, last thing I kind of want to comb through here before we get to our closing thoughts uh, is evidence in favor and then evidence against uh, Robbie here. Uh, so to finally frame out the, the, the rest of the argument, uh, I think some of the evidence in her favor is uh, her attempting to rationalize everything. Uh, I know that this seems like it could be an indictment of somebody who's lying or cheating, but I actually think it's a response to uh, how foreign of an environment she's in and how hostile it, it became, right? Um, there are just, most people in that social setting are going to want to, to kind of calm things down. And uh, oftentimes, like rationalization or small white lies seem like the best way to quell uh, an angry mob. So from my read, and again, this is just my opinion, but uh, from my read, it was all coming from a very emotional place. It seems like she was frazzled. Uh, and it seems like though she's trying to break down strategy and things of that nature, it all came down to a black and white of he has good hand or he has nothing where she's qualified. Nothing is always being worse than whatever it is that she holds. Right. Um, so I, I don't think anything about her response indicates that she was thinking too deeply about the situation. And I know that we want 
to imply that she would be or should be because there's 150k on the line but we don't know what that means to her especially if she's putting up zero dollars right uh so it could have just been a fuck you gamble spot i think if she's getting free rolled in a way where she's risking nothing but can win 150k yeah no i definitely agree with that and i want to say like i know i made a lot of points like um kind of toward that she was cheating mm -hmm. but i'm just like thinking of all the thoughts that went through my head i don't know what the fuck happened here yeah. Like, I, I think this is a wild situation in general. And I can't wait to internet sleuths look at this 11 hours with a little sure. bit more. And that's okay, you know? Like, we're not supposed to have the hard, like, ironclad evidence as to one way or another. Yeah, you yeah know, no, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I, I really don't have a stance either way. Well, I mean, we're 12 hours that. removed. So, like, know. the idea that anybody would imply that they're confident one way or the other uh, seems quite insane. Yeah. Um, other aspects of what I think work in her favor in this particular instance are uh, her decision to run it twice. We spoke already at this at length, um, but I think that this favors her being innocent, obviously. Uh, third, this is a terrible instance to actually be cheating, right? Like yes. of all the hands to choose, of all the spots you could put yourself in. So I, I talked about this a little bit uh, in our chat, but if you, had, if you had a signal that allowed you to know when you have the best hand or not, the way to make all the fucking money to just print without ever being discovered is to play all of your zero EV hands perfectly, right? So every time you're at a point of indifference, right. you're not. Because you just you get the answer. Yeah, right, you just get to make a perfect decision. You're at a, per, you're, you're at a point of indifference with a bluff catcher, you get two buzzes, it's a fold. You're at a point of indifference with a bluff catcher, you get one buzz, it's a call. You never lose at the point of indifference. You make so much EV there. This is, this is if you were doing it. Well, this it, is if anybody, anybody's smart enough to come up with a, a hack to an RFID. Like, so maybe somebody's just involved in the tech side and not, like, knows nothing about poker. Like, like this does know, knows very little about poker. I don't know. I just think that... It's insane. Uh, like, yeah, it's so fucking insane, man. Like, it's just... Because there's, there's no answers. Like, they just kind of left in the air. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that... Yeah, again, like you don't get to be sharp and ignorant at the same time. She's one or the other. Right? Yeah. So uh, true. that's I, what makes it so interesting, right? Is like they're one of the two is right. There's right. no, there's no in between of like, oh, Garrett and her are both correct here. Yeah. Right. There's a side. I, I think uh, well, other things. There, there, no, that's not true. Garrett can feel the way he feels based on his history. Yeah, yeah, for no, sure, hundred percent. Based on all the things he's been around, based on his history in LA and all these things, and and the Apostle situation. And then on the other end, we have Robbie, who just doesn't believe fucking... You don't have it, bro. Like, you don't have it, I call. Like, okay. those two things both can be true at the same time. Well, yeah, I think that's true. I think that's fair. My whole point was, if somebody believes nefarious action is in place and the other is saying that it doesn't, they both can't be right. That, and Landon's correct about that. That's Th all there's only saying. one reality here. They can both have their own individual uh, versions of reality, but only one exists in... Yeah in an objective sense. Right. Um, I think that other things working in her favor is uh, her reaction seemed genuine and uh, part of the high that a gambler goes through, uh, especially as an amateur. So I don't think like, I don't think it's necessarily uh, an indictment of cheating that she reacted in such an aggressive manner back towards Garrett. It does seem like she was like holding on to something internally of wanting to get him. Uh, I also think her giving the money back, though this kind of goes both in her favor and against her. I spoke about this earlier, but uh, I don't think somebody who's willing to steal 150K would be so quick to give it back. 
uh, just to ensure that she has future invites, right? Like you've already gotten away with the caper. So in my opinion, like as I stated before, her reputation seems to mean way more to her than the money. And that is a, a pretty clear indication to me that it's less probable or at least uh, her giving the money back is more of a point in her corner uh, for having not cheated rather than cheated. Quick pushback. Yep. If there was eyes put onto this and everybody starts like um, flipping out about it, right? Yep. And if you would have thought, if I don't give back this money, I'm going to jail for a very long time. Well, that's a big, that's a big jump. I'm just saying. I, yeah, I'm I understand. Saying, I, like, right, but, I, but when you push back, when you push back with like, if you, when you push back with anecdotes like that, you can't ignore other anecdotes, right? So, like, you jumped all the way to, if I don't give retribution, I'm going to go to jail. Well, and you completely passed over the, if I do give this back, I look guilty. But, like, if I don't give retribution, like, there's going to be a, a longer She could still go to jail. Yeah, of course. But, like, it would just be like, okay, I can get this, like, swept under the rug. But, but that's not what's happening at all. Well, and, and no one in their know. right mind would think this would get swept under the rug. 25,000 oh. people watch this happen in real time. You can be three, two or three. What, like, what, I, you know, we don't know what happened here, but like, I would definitely like, maybe, maybe I'll text Robbie, but like we initially, what we heard was that they were going to split it. No, right? she, she said she asked him to split it and he said, no. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Or that she like sense. implied she wanted to split it or something like that. And he, he wasn't like up for that as a, as a solution. Um, okay. So finally, uh, and I kind of mentioned this, I think one of her strongest advocacies in her favor is her overall play. Uh, it doesn't indicate foul play elsewhere. That's true. And that's important. So, uh, you know, we kind of need to see more examples of this. And, you know, maybe we just happen to catch her in the first instance and uh, out of this comes a, a, a cheater thwarted. But uh, my, my gut says that that's probably not the case. Now let's get a little bit into evidence against Robbie. So the hand in of itself doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's it's sus as fuck. Uh, I get that logic can quickly break down under pressure. And honestly, if she had jammed the turn, we would be like, what the fuck is this all about? But would YOLO it up to, uh, you know, amateur doing amateur shit. Yeah, sure. Right? right. In fact, she called off a lot more suspect. Yeah. Uh, secondly is her partnership with Rip. Uh, her being in financial cahoots with him while playing in the same game. Again, this could just be a total aside, but I think that's very poor form in general. And I think that it puts both of them in a situation where they are going to be under heavy scrutiny and justifiably so in my, in my uh, opinion, right? Um, third, there's a point on the river uh, and we have, this, this is kind of the thing that I teased before the podcast started. Uh, there's a point on the, or actually this is one of the things. There's a point on the river in the Jack 8 suited hand where she had called twice and uh, she's tanking on the river with Jack high. And uh, we're going to cut this video clip, but uh, I want you to look at her chair and midsection after she puts the time chip in. What is she... She says she thinks she has a missed draw. She only has jack high. She doesn't beat ace high. I don't know what she's really thinking about here. You can have this one. I'll get you again. So what's abundantly clear to me is that uh, some sort of shaking or vibrating took place there. Um, and uh, Guapa, if you want to go back to that really quickly, 
or maybe just bring up the picture that you have. Uh, we can also see that her mic pack is attached to her uh, back waist. So that's the antenna for her mic pack. Uh, and that's going to be important for a point that I'm about to make in a second. So uh, just going back to that really quickly uh, to, to lay out what we, what we just witnessed. She slams down a time chip with Jack High on the river. Now she gets a full minute extension here when that happens, right? She doesn't take what more she? than 20 seconds so she or so. She has a misdraw. She only has Jack Going high. into this vibration that high. you're going to see. I don't know what she's really thinking right? about here. Legs aren't shaking. Very clear that her midsection and chair are doing something. I'll get you again. Uh, and then she just almost immediately folds thereafter, taking like up to 20 seconds of the full minute that she had. Uh, this is suspect to me. I don't think it's proof of anything. I don't think it indicates. What is that. she? So, she so people are saying her legs are shaking. Look at it closely. High. I watched this clip 25 times last night. Yeah. Her legs are not you in any shape really or form about here. as best I can try. To be fair, I said the same thing. And yeah, after you look at it, it doesn't look like her legs are shaking, but that seems like the most common right. answer. Right. What happens is, so Guapo saw this for the first time this morning, and you just reach for the most natural conclusion. Her legs are shaking. I thought the same thing when I watched it the first time. I was like, oh, her legs must be shaking. And then I watched it again and again and again and again and again, and her legs don't fucking move. So that's not to say that there's a device. Maybe she, I don't know, was doing some sort of weird breathing exercise. I don't fucking know what caused the chair midsection area to kind of like look like it's vibrating. I just know she that I can see that it's high. And I can also see that her legs are still. What okay, so really thinking about. just a data point. Not an indication that she's guilty, just a data point that is fucking sus, okay? Now, the reason why we point out her mic pack is that um, we see uh, later on in the broadcast with like maybe an hour and a half or two hours to go, there's a clear object in her pocket. There's a tight shot on her hip and it's abundantly clear there's a cell phone-like device in her pocket. Now, uh, I spoke with Nick and Ryan and confirmed they absolutely take all cell phone devices prior to the show, right? Uh, so Nick, Nick saw this uh, clip yesterday. Uh, you know, we were trying to figure out like what it could be. He made it certain to me that uh, you know their stream, uh, they go through all the protocols, right? And I've played there before. I know that they take the uh the, they take the the cell phones prior to getting on there and you know what what like he's not going to pat people down you trust that if somebody gives you a phone that that that's their phone right um but it does look like there was a secondary device of some sort now i immediately thought to myself like okay this could be the mic pack uh melissa pointed that out to us in the group chat she's like this could be the mic pack um but we have a clear image demonstrating that the mic pack is not in her pocket. Also, the mic pack is a small square device where this seems to be an elongated rectangular device. So again, not implying that this is some sort of uh, proof, but it's another data point, right? And I want this to be clear because I've spent pretty much this entire, <laughs> I, I spent this pretty much entire podcast saying that like I'm, leaning on the side of mark uh of robbie here like i i am very much of the mind that uh the most easy solution here is either that she misread her hand or that she had an emotional reaction right so where 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 is the mic back then it's on the back of her waist 
Yeah, it's tucked into her back. Like, most of those antennas aren't very long, so if the theory was that it was in her pocket, it's like the longest antenna ever. You guys have you worn them enough to know how long they are. Yeah, it, it would be pretty tough. Um, so I think that okay. that's all the evidence for and against. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I have nothing, go ahead. No, no, I'm fine. I'm just texting with hers, but I don't want to say anything until you guys finish. We're finished, go. Well, she's still typing, Burke, so I can't, uh, I can't, I don't want to start talking yet. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, honestly, like, I don't want to do this either, where she's just texting you in real time and we're, like, reading without... Like, that's not what this is about. If I wanted to do that, I would just have her on, just like I would have Garrett on. Like, I don't want that to be what this show is about. I'm trying to lay out both sides, and it's like, for nothing to be said when I'm advocating for her for the better part of an hour, and then suddenly whenever we point out the things that could potentially be advocating against her, like, we're reading her text messages on air. I don't want to do that. Unfair. Okay, so uh, I want to give my final thoughts. uh, And... Uh, actually, I want you guys to give your final thoughts so we can wrap this. I need to get out of here in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Landon. What, what, what are your final thoughts on the whole situation? I mean, personally, I definitely don't have a stance. I think that there's a lot of things going for and against, and I have no authority at all to really make a decision in that standpoint. I just don't have enough information, and I'm not qualified to do any of that. When it comes to the certain things that are suspect, there is a lot of stuff that's suspect, Right. The potential phone gate thing with the mic pack being very clearly evident. There is the uh, hand in itself, which is pretty insane. But at the same time, logic and emotion to go out the window when you think someone's kind of doing something stupid. And also the run it twice thing makes a lot of sense. If you have Jack High, think somebody's bluffing. And even if they have a better hand in some regards, still have some chances to spike or do something like that. So it's, it's just wild to me. And I think we just need to have more time and see what other stuff comes out at some point because we have a lot more information now 12 hours removed than we did when it instantly just came out and everyone's like okay let's make a reaction she's cheating she's not cheating what's going on right comrade Uh, i don't think we um like i don't think i have an exact answer like do i think she cheated i don't know Do i think this is bizarre yes do i think garrett was out of place before taking the money back no so like it's, I can't wait to see like if more stuff come, comes out, like because honestly like what we have right now, we'll just never know anything, and like it's just probably just not cheating then. Nothing else comes out. I don't know. Chin. Uh yeah, I I kind of just feel for both parties. Like I don't have a decision either way. Like I understand her. Like I've I I've experienced her making a big call and like rating and 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 that kind of stuff and i just seen other you know players like make big calls that make no sense and it looks crazy and then on the other hand like i've been cheated before so like i know like how this feels like when when it's like a big a big number and it looks insane and and you have this history in la and this history on stream so like i don't have a decision either way i i just kind of feel both sides like believe their side to be true uh, real quick, while while I got you, um, what, how do you think this should be handled from all parties involved? So walk me through one by one. Uh, tell me what you think Garrett should be should do now after the fact. Start with you, Chen. As Garrett, right now, I mean, look, Garrett believes he got cheated. I I genuinely believe that. Otherwise, like he wouldn't have said what he said in his text message. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think 
he look he did what he thought was right like he's like look give me the money back i'm out like whatever i'm done um if he really wanted like I the problem also is that ryan didn't want to be the middle of it but this could have easily been like look hold that money like hold that money in the pot in, in like some sort of like escrow whatever we'll do an investigation if nothing's wrong then that's your money and they and and they probably would have both agreed to that but the problem is that ryan didn't want to be in the middle of it so now we have to have a solution immediately and they just tried to get one as fast as possible i do think that garrett knowing knowing like his history if this all comes out to be like definitely was not cheating like he would hand her that money back yeah, I agree like, with you. Just, I don't even like just knowing definitely. Garrett as as like as like an upright person. Like if he if enough evidence comes out, like bro, you weren't cheated. She just made a big call on you. He would just be like, "Oh, here you go." I think yeah. if his That's mind it. changes, shifts to sixty forty, he'll bring he'll give her the money back. Yeah, like it's just like um, I don't think like he did this to like threaten or anything. He feels like he was fucking done wrong. Yeah, here. And it's I don't just blame him. such a wild spot after having multiple decades in the game to like now take this stance and be like, okay, I think, right? It's so much to put on the line. Yeah. Tough. Here are my final thoughts, uh, and we're, we're going to close on this. I really appreciate you guys all so much for being a part of this. Uh, I know that there's a lot more to unpack and, or unpack, and you guys would appreciate two or three more hours of this. Landon's going to be back here in two hours with Jeremiah to do a one-on-one -on -one interview. Uh, I'm sure they'll address this uh, during that podcast as well. Um, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, leave a comment, show us a little bit of love, uh, join the membership, whatever. Uh, my final thoughts, my, my closing thoughts on this uh, are that, in my opinion, Hanlon's razor applies here. Never attribute malice to that which can be adequately explained through stupidity or ignorance. Uh, and I'm not trying to call Robbie stupid or ignorant in this instance, but I'm trying to say that uh, it, it's abundantly clear to me that she is an amateur. So uh, I'm not confident that she did cheat. I'm not confident that she did not cheat. Uh, I'm just confident that the most logical thing that makes sense to me is that, uh, or at least from everything I've dug through, is there's no obvious malice. Uh, man, the timing on this is remarkable. Um, so uh, to me, in my opinion, I think we need a lot more information, right? I, I think we need to see a lot more data before uh, anything, uh, I guess, extreme should happen, right? And, and, and the, the bigger issue that we're going to have here is walking it back. So uh, there, there's a big problem with the fact that this has already gone to the court of public opinion. There's a big problem with the fact that uh, they've already handled this privately uh, between the two of them and have settled the debt, so to speak. Uh, and there's a lot of implications that come along with that. There's a lot of judgment that comes along with that uh, in the public and private eye. I think moving forward, all three parties are going to be very responsible in trying to find a practical and civil way to uh hash this out um i'm not sure what i would do if i were any of them uh i i know that hustler absolutely needs to uh investigate i know that garrett absolutely needs to at least explore the the option that he was not cheated uh 
and potentially will have to uh, pay her back the money. And I know for sure Robbie needs to at least understand why this looks like cheating. So I think some education needs to take place on all three parties' sides. Uh, and I think some common ground needs to be um, agreed upon, or I think they all need to at least attempt to search for common ground. Uh, the biggest takeaway that I think we as a community can have here is that it's critical that we start holding these stream houses to a very high bar. And I know I'm saying that uh, a, a bit tongue-in-cheek right, in right now because I'm about to fly to LA to play LA, uh, sorry, live the bike. And I don't know what the security measures are, but I promise you I'm going to have a conversation with Wayne in Houston while I'm there at least. I'm going to try to find out. Uh, we absolutely need to scrutinize as a community areas that can be most easily cheated. That's online poker currently, and that is uh, live streams. These are the two simplest venues where technology is being utilized that can potentially corrupt the game and make it unsafe for all players involved. So uh, it, it's incredibly important to me as somebody who's a part of this realm to, to get this cleaned up and to make sure that it's secure. So I hope and I implore Hustler to do a full sweep of their product, to upgrade where necessary, to bring in a cybersecurity team. Uh, I implore the same of Live at the Bike and Poker Night in America and The Lodge and TCH if they haven't already. Uh, we absolutely need higher scrutiny and higher security protocols for these live stream games so that this isn't a question. If they're simply using another system, this other system that exists, where they data track every single hand ever played, we at least as a community can do an open source review of these hands and see how probable it is that she actually stepped out here and uh, cheated Garrett out of all this money. On that, I'm going to leave you guys. Uh, Landon will be live again in two hours, bringing you a little bit more coverage on this, as well as uh, speaking with Jeremiah Williams, heads up, or, or 101, uh, to discuss his recent World Series bracelet victory. I'm on my way to live at the bike to play a little 25-50-100. We appreciate you guys so much. Please, again, on your way out, like, subscribe. Uh, if you're not already, become a member of the Nerds and Brainiacs. We appreciate all the support. We're here five days a week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. On behalf of Conrad, Landon, and Christian Soto, we're out of here. Are we definitely off? Well, good thing. <laughs> Yo, Guapo, I am still on, bro. <laughs> I almost said some wild shit. I'm out. <laughs>